The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to Monday, 888-933-93, the number to get in touch with us, participate today. Uh, quite a weekend for, in the World Series. What this is, this is a great World Series matchup between uh, the Houston Astros that uh, I've loved ever since I, I lived in Houston and the Los Angeles Dodgers two by far the, the two best teams in baseball. Yeah. So, and they're, they're acting like it. Uh, I mean, neither team was willing to lose last night and they just, I mean, they played their hearts out. It was just an amazing game. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. I thought with uh, Clayton Kershaw on the mound, and the Dodgers leading four to nothing. Thought, wow, that's it. They're they're not going to get four runs. Not against Kershaw. <laughs> no, they didn't get four runs. They got seven. <laughs> Tied up the game at seven. Uh, then they were ahead eleven eight and twelve nine. And the Dodgers came back again in the in the top of the ninth inning and tied it up at twelve. With the Astros finally winning in the bottom of the tenth, thirteen uh, twelve. Sounds like a good game, Pat. Yeah, it was an awesome game. Yeah. Obviously, you didn't watch it. I fell asleep at 4 nothing. actually. That's about where I... And you would think, well, that would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. not the way this thing is going. Yep. I mean, this... It, they've they've just had a couple of... I mean, the whole thing's been pretty good, but two games have just been outrageous. Yeah, and that's literally the one game that I didn't stay all the way to the end for. Yeah. And so, so. Uh, I'll be there for game six, and maybe it'll just be game six. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. So the Astros lead it uh, three games to two now. I, you know what? I'm I'm really disturbed by this trend of this long, skanky, bushy beard thing. <laughs> right. in the, I mean, good. <laughs> God, come on, Justin Turner of the L.A. Dodgers uh, looks like a, a a drugged out, crazed, homeless person. Yes, <laughs> he looked not a not a major league baseball player. <laughs> He looks absolutely terrible, and I, I don't. I don't understand why don't they trim their beards? It's really bad. It's, it's really uh, bad. It's, they're definitely unkempt. Yeah, several of them. I mean, he steps up to the plate. And you think how this lunatic get up into? First of all, he's got a Dodgers uniform <laughs> on. What? What's he doing at the plate? Where's security? They're going to let this guy stay out there? A homeless <laughs> lunatic is out in the batter's box. Get him out of there. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. I don't know what possesses them to think, yeah, that's what I want. Uh, I look like uh, uh, some greasy, drugged out homeless person. A biker gang yeah. member or something. Yeah, I, I don't get it. <laughs> I really don't get it. The other thing that bothers me and always has about baseball What's with the spitting in baseball? Can we stop with that? And the scratching. The spitting, though, is just like nonstop. And, it, you know, you think, okay, well, a lot of baseball players are, are spitting out sunflower seed shells. Oh, yeah. They, they, they like to chew on the sunflower seeds during the game. Most of it's not that. It's just <laughs> spitting. Why? It's the tobacco juice, man. 
they're not doing tobacco really? anymore. Really? Nobody does that anymore? It, mostly not. Okay. No. A lot of them are chewing gum. A lot oh. of them, almost all of them have wised up and, and stopped the chew thing. That's even more fascinating now. Yeah, it is. Huh. And, and now they just spit for the sake of spitting. <laughs> I mean, they're on camera spitting and uh, ick. Can we stop with that, please? Just stop <laughs> spitting. My sons got into that, too, when they were in, in uh, you know, when they were teenagers and playing baseball. Like, what, what's, why are you spitting? Stop it. Yeah. Dad, everybody spits. I know. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. You don't spit in any other aspect of your life. Why are you spitting every time you're on the diamond? Yeah. And, and how do basketball players make it, you know, up and down the court without having to spit you know, I don't on know. the floor? There's no <laughs> spitting in football. There's no spitting in soccer. They don't spit in basketball. They, why baseball? Why? Huh. Really strange. We'll look into that. There's yeah. a science, I'm sure. There, there must be something to it. I, I don't know what it is, but it must be something. Uh, the, but the other big news from the World Series was um, uh, Yuli Gurriel from the Astros, who hit a home run off of uh, Hugh Darvish. And then he's sitting in the dugout, and he did this weird racist gesture with his eyes. Mm-hmm. Kind of put him on his temples and stretched his eyes uh, to I guess he was trying to look Japanese. I really strange. I I and his explanation was like, well, I I, I was just trying to show that I don't usually do well against Japanese pitchers. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, okay, not helpful. Not not helpful at all. <laughs> uh, so he got suspended for five games. Um, I don't know. It's, that's kind of weird too. But I. I don't. It was obviously a racist gesture. It was obviously totally uncool. Um, yeah. And you know, I guess Major League Baseball has the right because it's it's uh, their game, and you can't do certain things. And that's that's obviously one of them. Interesting that they put off the suspension until 2018. You know, they gave them the five oh, yeah. game suspension. Yeah, yeah and they didn't, serve in April. They didn't. They didn't assess it mm. during the World Series. So that's that is interesting. Um, but he apologized through an interpreter and admitted he said chinito, which is a derogatory Spanish term that means little Chinese. I guess it's a, some sort of slam in, in Spanish. Hmm. He said, I didn't try to offend anybody. I, I was commenting to my family that I didn't have any luck against Japanese pitchers here in the United States. Oh, okay. Well, why didn't we see that from the beginning? For his po- part, though, you uh, Darvish. To his credit, was really cool about it. Um, he he said, you know, look, we're all human, including him and me. We're all human, and we all make mistakes. It was it was really nice. Uh, first of all, he said, acting like that, you just disrespect all people around the world. Yeah. Um, but then Guriel told reporters he wanted to speak to Darvish and apologize, and he did. And Darvish said, no one is perfect. That includes both you and I. What he had done today isn't right, but I believe we should put our effort into learning rather than to accuse him. And he just wanted to move on with it. So that's cool. And usually the victim of these things mm-hmm. doesn't act that way. Why can't everyone act like that? Really? I mean, yes. It, was, it a, was it bad and disrespectful and ugly? Yes, it was all those things. But we don't have to make it out like somebody was murdered here. And that's what we usually do. So... uh a, a very cool response from you, Darvish, who used to play here in Dallas uh, for the Texas Rangers.
And now he's with the uh, Dodgers, and I'm sure he's glad of that since they're, I don't know, in the World Series. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and since they won over 100 games in the regular season this year. Uh, also, the indictment that was expected came down today, and uh, it was Paul Manafort that was indicted, the former campaign chairman for uh, Donald Trump. Um, the special counsel's office said that the counts include conspiracy against the United States, conspiracy to launder money, uh, like $18 million or so. So it's, it's a fairly substantial chunk of money. Unregistered agent of a foreign principal, false and misleading foreign agent regist- registration statements, false statements and seven counts of failure to file reports of foreign banks and financial accounts. He could spend a lot of time in jail if he doesn't turn evidence on somebody. And that's that's usually what happens with the first people indicted in these things. And it was Paul Manafort and his associate, uh, Rick Gates. And so usually what they do is, well, we've got you on all these charges. Uh, and you're going to spend a really long time in jail. But maybe we can do something for you if you'll uh, tell us what you know. Hmm. Going for somebody else. Oh, like, boy. I don't know, Donald Trump, perhaps. In addition, a guilty plea by former Trump campaign policy advisor George Papadopoulos was announced by uh, Mueller. He admitted to making false statements to FBI agents as part of the investigation. Cases were unsealed this morning after Manafort and Gates were permitted to surrender themselves to the custody of the FBI. It's also the first time the special counsel's office has confirmed that a grand jury has been impaneled. Uh, President Trump obviously had to tweet about this as you can expect (laughs) sorry but this is years ago before paul manafort was part of the trump campaign but why aren't crooked hillary and the dems the focus and then right after that he thought oh yeah i gotta do this too also there is no collusion (laughs) so i mean just lay low man i mean like this has nothing to to do with you at this point so just yeah chill he he should Uh, I, I thought maybe it would include something with Hillary, but uh, apparently not. Not yet, at least. Uh, also, some really disturbing news about Kevin Spacey. If you're a big fan of House of Cards, I don't know if that'll be affected. I'm sure they have the whole season in the can right now. Uh, but will it affect future seasons? I don't know. He's kind of coming clean with it. He was accused by an actor named Anthony Rapp who is on the series Star Trek Discovery, which is, I think, a YouTube series. And he he was accused of uh, coming on to him 30 years ago. 30 years ago. So, I mean, Spacey's, what, in his 60s now? And uh, this kid is in, well, Spacey might only be... But Anthony Rapp is 46. Well, he's 46, and Spacey is, is, I think, 12 years older. So he's 58. Um, and Spacey's initial comment was, I choose now to live as a gay man. Uh, well, and (laughs) what it said (laughs) that could mean a couple of different things, I guess. Like one, um, I, first of all, you choose to live as a gay man. That seems like we've been told otherwise that that's not a choice. That's what you're born with. But he says, I choose now to live as a gay man. Well, does that mean gay men can't do anything wrong? It's only straight people that can do things like this? Or does it mean you're gay? And of course, yeah, I did that. 
or and that's okay because I'm a gay man. I, I don't know. I very weird uh, initial response, which he kind of amended afterwards. He, he he wrote afterwards. I have a lot of respect and admiration for Anthony Rapp as an actor. I'm beyond horrified to hear this story. What do you mean you're beyond horrified to hear it? Uh, <laughs> you did it. So this shouldn't be news to you. But he says, I honestly do not remember the encounter. It would have been over 30 years ago. So that either means, you know, he did this so often that uh, he can't remember <laughs> right? it. Or I don't know what. Uh. But if I did behave then, as he describes, I owe him the sincerest apology for what would have been deeply inappropriate drunken behavior. And I'm sorry for the feelings he describes having carried with him all these years. This story has encouraged me to address other things about my life. I know that there are stories out there about me and that some have been fueled by the fact that I have been so protective of my privacy. As those closest to me know, in my life, I've had relationships with both men and women. Well, then you're just greedy, right? I mean, that's... <laughs> yes. <laughs> come that's, on, man. Pick come a on. Side. Uh, choose. Uh, I've loved and had romantic encounters with men throughout my life, and I choose now to live as a gay man. I want to deal with this honestly and openly, and that starts with examining my own behavior. Kevin Spacey. Wow, really interesting. Um, Anthony Rapp said it was after some party, and he mostly played video games or something during this party. And then at the end of it, everybody was gone, and he's looking around because he was in the bedroom most of the time. So he comes out, and it's just him and Kevin Spacey left at this point in Spacey's house. And Kevin Spacey picked him up as if he were a bride uh, going to their honeymoon and took him across the threshold of his bedroom and laid him on the bed and laid on top of him. And at that point, he's like, uh, no, thank you. I, I'm not into this. And he left and then just kept it to himself for the last 30 years. So, you, I mean, there's a lot of questions here. Like, why are all these people, why do they all keep it to themselves for so long? Yeah. Is that okay? I, I, I guess it's not, and they're kind of admitting it's not. But, yes, it's hard to come forward when you should, but these people should be stopped in their tracks when they're doing things like this. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, your call's coming up. We all know that big government is at the root of a lot of America's problems, but did you know big big mobile contributes to that in a huge way? They take a portion of what they're paid uh, from your bill. And they donate to organizations like Planned Parenthood. And they advocate for sanctuary cities and gun control. Now, you're probably thinking that Big Mobile is the only affordable uh, option for you where you can get all the coverage you need, but that's not the case. You get the same nationwide coverage with unlimited talk, text, and data for a better price. And right now, with Patriot Mobile, you get unlimited talk and text starting at 20 bucks a month. You, you got to call them. You got to talk to them about it. 1-800-A-PATRIOT, 1-800-A-PATRIOT, or just visit the website at patriotmobile.com slash pat. That's patriotmobile.com slash pat. As we're joined now by Brad Staggs. Yeah, it's our daily discussion of earwax. I it's one that. of those topics that no one wants to talk about, but it's very, very important. Yeah. And I would just like to quote Sarah in the control room when she looked inside my ear. With this otoscope, I thought I was going to get to do that, man. Well, Sarah's words were, 
Oh, wow. Uh, clean ears. Oh, wait. Huh? I'm telling you, there's nothing quite uh, as hot as a guy with clean ears. Right? I will be the first to admit it. Kevin Look, Spacey said that as well. I think so. I think you're exactly right. I think people will be taking otoscopes with them to to bars and clubs oh, oh, now. Oh, it's going to be the new have thing. The, have the chicks look in their ears. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah. And it's all thanks to Wax RX. This is a this is a system. I call it a product, but it's a system. It's a three part system that gets your ears clean so that you can hear again. So you don't have to deal with things like earaches and, and tinnitus and all that. If, you, if you're having any of those symptoms, look, a good cleaning will do you some good. But it's the stuff that you get at the drugstore. It doesn't necessarily work, and I've tried it, believe me. You go to the doctor, it's expensive. And, well, the nice thing about Wax RX is that you can do it in the privacy of your own home for a lot less. You put the drops in, the earwax softening drops. Use the specially designed squirt bottle. Delivers the right amount of water pressure and warm water into your ear. Cleans it out, and then the pH balancing rinse. Finishes it off for nice, supple ears. Go to usewaxrx.com. You can get your complete kit right there. Use a promo code radio for free standard shipping. Wax, so usewaxrx.com. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Yes, I do. Welcome. Great, great to have you here. 888-900-3393. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, the new tax plan is... Uh, the early indications are that it's not great, frankly. Uh, I had much bigger hopes and dreams mm. for this tax plan since we have... I don't know, a majority of the House and the Senate and the presidency. It seems like enough to maybe get something really good done. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they haven't, so far, they haven't proposed anything great. And the Democrats are acting like it's the end of the world. He's talking about three percentage points on the upper tax bracket. And it'll actually go up for some rich people. And this has been the most talked about and yet they've shown nothing. No no bill has been presented. This has been talked about for months. Yeah. And it's just tiresome at this point. Please, really they're going to cram this through the way they did. Wait, we used to rip the uh, Democrats for how they <clears throat> ran, ran stuff through, like ACA. Mm-hmm. Same thing's going to happen with this. Any tax cut for middle income earners will also provide a benefit for those further up the income tax scale, including the top 20%. Now, listen to the what the top 20% pay because the verbiage from the left is always other the wealthy aren't paying their fair share. What about their fair share? You need to pay your fair share. Is the fair share 95% of the tax burden? Because that's what the top 20% are paying. The wealthiest 20% of American taxpayers are paying 95% of the burden. Middle and lower income are paying single single digits and zero taxes. Lower income people are paying no tax. Now, Barack Obama said it himself, we all have to have skin in the game. Well, some people don't. A lot of people don't. Like 47%. Actually, it's even higher than that. I think it's up to 52% of Americans now. And I don't want that fact lost that you just threw out there. 20% 
pay 95% of the burden. One out of every five Americans pay for 9.5 out of 10 of Americans' expenses. It's it's outrageous, and, and it's it's immoral, and it's not fair. And they're continually talking about fairness. This is fair? Where 20% of the people pay 95% of the of the burden? Yeah, it's and why can't why can't Republicans explain this? Instead, they get beaten over the head all the time with you're just cutting taxes for the wealthiest Americans again. The fat cats get fatter while the poor get poorer. Shut up. Put them in their place and talk about the real statistics. It's not that hard. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Joe in Georgia. Welcome to the Blaze. Hi. Joe? No, we lost him. Mm. Apparently he didn't uh Yeah, I know. He dropped off. We, we, I'm sure it was awesome though. Let's I mean, just imagine how awesome. barely had a chance to get to know him. Yeah. And, uh, ruining your day now? And we lost really him. Sad. We lost him. We lost him already. Pat, it's okay. We'll be other people to call him. Well, that's cool. uh yeah, but Joe, I'm concerned for Joe. What yeah. happened there? Somebody call Mick Pat's day because he's sad now. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, the students. Um, I, I love this from. I think this is campus reform. They were out talking to college students about Trump's tax plan under the guise that it was actually socialist Bernie Sanders' tax plan. <laughs> so when they think it's Trump's tax plan. They believe one way, and then when they hear it's Bernie Sanders, they have a different opinion. Here's a, a look at that. What were your thoughts on Trump's tax plan when you saw it? Um, it's very, it's very, better for the upper class than anyone else. Pretty much a uh, horrible for the middle class, especially the lower class. I mean, uh-huh. not ideal. It's probably not the most efficient nor beneficial to the general populace. Bernie Sanders came out with his plan. Some people call him the compassionate alternative. So we're getting opinions on Bernie's plan. First, one of Bernie Sanders' plans is to enhance the child tax credit, which is tax money given back to families when they have children. What do you think of that? Positive or negative? Positive. All right. Same. I was a social worker, so I understand how important tax credits like that are. Next up, uh, eliminating the death tax. So when people die, it's a large tax on their estate that goes to the family. What do you think of that? I think that's definitely something that we should be doing. Bernie is planning to lower (laughs) the small business tax rate to a maximum of 25%. I think that's a positive or negative? Um, I definitely think that's a positive. I feel very positively toward that. My family has a small business, so I would definitely think that's a positive thing. All of these are actually Trump's ideas. This is actually Trump's plan. Wow. (laughs) I am shocked that I do agree with Trump on certain things. I think if you said it was Trump, at least for many people, it would be more opposition to it just because mm-hmm. it was Trump. I definitely think uh-huh. there's an initial Unreal. bias. I mean, I've done it myself. Like, I'll just like, hear the word Trump and I'm like, ugh. Um, I definitely think that's something to like need to be like looked over. You think? Huh, that's called being... You think, Putin? Oh, what a, intellectually. What a thought process there. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you need to examine your bias and your prejudices. And maybe you need to think about uh, what's been taught to you in the educational system for your whole life. Maybe maybe it's time to reevaluate. Yeah, that's a really good plan. That's a good plan. Because it's interesting how when it's Trump's, it's the worst. It's it's uh, going after the little guy. When it's Bernie's, it makes sense. It's uh, fair. It's, uh, yeah, that, that, I like that a lot. Wow. That tells us where we are, though, with this. That's That tells us where we are with these kids. The class warfare has worked with the youth. Oh, yeah. And I'm amazed that they admitted that. 
I am too. You know, I am too. Basically said, yeah, yeah, it's a perception thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, very surprising, um, but pretty obvious. So they were kind of forced into admitting that. Uh, but the war, the class warfare that the left has waged in this country, like the Marxists, they are. It is. It is absolutely absolutely worked with the millennials, uh, and we don't we don't have anybody in office who apparently can explain this to them any better, and win them over again. If they understood, like, like there, when they understand the tax plan and they think it's coming from somebody else, uh, they understand that it's fair. Hmm. If you were to tell them that twenty percent of Americans pay ninety five percent of the tax burden. I think that might register with them. You know when they'll understand it? When it's Kanye versus The Rock in 2020. Oh, yeah, that'll help. Then they'll, then they'll pay attention. I'll tell you when they understand it is when they're making more than $20,000 a year. That's when they'll understand it. 888 Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, 888-900-3393, Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, This is kind of interesting. Some uh, scientists at CERN, C-E-R-N in uh, Europe, it's a European Organization for Nuclear Research. They they believe that the universe shouldn't exist. (laughs) Researchers have discovered a symmetry in nature that they say shouldn't be possible. After the Big Bang, which also, by the way, is in dispute now, uh, there's a lot of scientists that don't believe the Big Bang happened. It didn't happen that way. Something else occurred because that one doesn't add up either. But after the Big Bang, matter had to form. But if there were equal measures of particles and antiparticles, the universe wouldn't exist since particles and antiparticles annihilate each other upon contact. Which must mean that there's an imbalance between them. However, there is no imbalance between them, so the universe should have destroyed itself. Experiments designed to find this asymmetry aren't finding asymmetry, including this uh, latest one that CERN carried out. All of our observations find a complete symmetry between matter and antimatter, which is why the universe should not actually exist, according to Christian Smora of Japan's Riken Institute. They measured antiprotons using the interaction of two traps that capture them using electrical and magnetic fields. <laughs> I mean, these are really cool experiments they're doing at CERN. Uh, but it's fun that they, they just can't seem to figure this out. But the scientists measured them. 350 times more precisely than ever before. And so now they're trying to develop even higher precision measurements to detect asymmetry. But the thing is, there isn't asymmetry, although they say it must exist somewhere, but we simply don't understand where the difference is. Where is the source of the symmetry break? Where is the source? Mm, Could it be God? Oh, wait. Can you say that on the radio? Yeah, I just did. Yeah, I did. Uh, it's because 
it was created not by a Big Bang Theory. It was because it was created by God himself. You said it again, man. I did. Yeah, I did. Are we on delay yeah, in there, Emmy? Oh, no. That's uh, so great when they're just scratching their heads and thinking, wow, this should be allowed to happen. I, I can't figure out what's going on here. I thought the whole thing was an accident, and now it looks, I mean, but this accident should be eating itself, which is what we've said all along. You know, you could take the contact, contents of a watch and put them in a box and shake it and shake it and shake it, and you'll never have a watch. Um, and that's essentially what they believe about the universe. It the contents of the universe just exploded, and then it just made a watch in this earth. <laughs> I love that. They just made a watch. <laughs> no, I, and there's an old uh, sermon uh, my pastor when I was a kid used to tell, like, if you uh, just throw, you know, wood and lead and all sorts of good stuff in a box, just shake mm-hmm. it up for millions mm-hmm. of years, maybe a pencil will come out. <laughs> and, and no. No? No. Oh, okay. You can shake it for, for four billion years. Right. And a pencil will never be created. Like, and, and again, if you took all the working parts of a watch and you shook them up in a box for 4 billion years, it still wouldn't add up to a watch. <laughs> there is a watchmaker that created all of these things. And that's why, you know, and again, that's the, the global warmest expect us to believe everything scientists say when there's so many things that science doesn't understand, can't explain has no idea. They're all mysteries to them, and they they can't figure it out because of the one missing element, the creator. If, if you're not going to admit to the creator, you're not going to figure this thing out. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um, I this uh, media bias that is showing itself now in the midst of uh, of. This Russian collusion investigation with Mueller, which is now switched to the Democrats. Uh, It's interesting to listen to the media on the left, the CNNs and the MSNBCs of the world and the NBC, try to explain exactly what's going on here. And they still still blame uh, the right. They still blame right-wing media like Fox News. And they still blame Donald Trump for this Russian collusion thing and think that this Uranium One situation with uh, Hillary Clinton is not a story at all. Listen to the way Brian Stelter over the weekend at CNN explained it. Defending President Trump can be hard to do. So some of his allies in the media don't even bother trying. Instead, they just change the subject. Really? This is a Mm -hmm. campaign of confusion. It is one of the most important things happening in American politics today. I mean, if you watched the opinion shows on Fox News this week, you might have thought Hillary Clinton was president, not Trump. You know, that's an interesting that's an interesting line there, because um, you may have thought Hillary was president, not Trump. Uh, All the left did was talk about George W. Bush for eight years of the Obama administration. You would have thought he was the president, not Obama, because everything was blamed on Bush. Mm -hmm. Absolutely everything. There's just so little awareness, self-awareness from anybody in the media. Here is how the campaign of confusion works. First, the Hill newspaper revived a relatively old story about Russian efforts to gain influence in the American uranium industry during the Obama administration. 
Oh, it's a relatively old story. Don't even worry about it. It's not not even worth dealing with. We've already he's acting as if they've already covered it, and it's already been discredited. Amazing spin on that. Fox became fixated on this story, and the messaging mm-hmm. was clear: the Russia investigations were recast as a scandal for Clinton and the Dems. Finally, Fox has found the real Russia scandal. That's how it's portrayed. Uranium, uranium, uranium. Now, Fox Mm. got help from Republicans on Capitol Hill, who announced fresh investigations into the uranium issue. And then President Trump picked up up on it. But Clinton is overall a convenient boogeyman. Look, there may be something newsworthy here. I will leave that to the experts. Oh, thank you. In right-wing media, this uranium story blotted out the sun. And it fit a pattern we've seen before. It's amazing. Trump's media allies downplay, deflect, and deny stories that are trouble for the White House. Instead, mm. they tell viewers and readers to hate Hillary Clinton. <laughs> wow. And the left is certainly not telling their audience to hate Donald Trump. Really, Brian Stelter? Jeez. I mean, the, the, the fact that they can look you in the eye... And spew that nonsense is pretty amazing. And look, I'm, I don't think you could describe me as a Trump media ally. But they're so ridiculous on the left. It just it does push you closer to him. That's for sure. You can't help but say, well, what are you talking about? You do the same exact thing to Trump. And you don't even realize it, apparently. <laughs> you certainly don't admit it. So blind. Mm. I, and and I guess there's absolutely nothing to the Uranium One situation with uh, with the helping collude with the Russians on uranium deals. Oh, there's your collusion right there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> the Clintons. Uh. Wow. But to listen to them, there's absolutely nothing to this. Nothing to see here. Move along. Just just move along. Let's focus on Paul Manafort and Rick Gates. Now Manafort. I mean, yes, he had a lot of business with with Russia, and uh, that's pretty much common knowledge. And he did apparently launder more than $18 million, which was used uh, by him to buy property, goods, and services in the U.S. And he concealed that income from the U.S. Treasury and the Department of Justice. So, I mean, there's definitely a story there. There's definitely... It seems to be criminal activity there. And Gates is a longtime associate of Manafort. And according to the Times, his name appeared on documents linked to companies that Manafort's firm created in Cyprus so that they could receive payments from politicians and business people in Eastern Europe. White House lawyer Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb is now a White House lawyer? He's gone from... (laughs) Uh, Hall of Fame baseball player in the sure. in the twenties mm-hmm. uh, to White House lawyer. Yeah, he wasn't. He must doing... be getting up there in age by now. No, nah, yeah, he wasn't doing much. Huh? He was just kind of you know, laying, <laughs> laying around. <laughs> in a weird. Sorry. Ty Cobb. That's the first time I've ever seen that name associated with right. anybody but the baseball player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he had no no comment on the report at this time. Widely speculated though that Manafort would receive the first charges. Of course, he did. Um, he, Manafort, though, was fired by the Trump campaign back in August of last year. So it's been over a year now. And he's been investigated for his dealings in Ukraine 
for several years. And he actually didn't register as a foreign agent until June 2017. So I grant you that there are problems there. But there are also problems with with Hillary Clinton, who claims, by the way, she didn't know her campaign was paying for opposition, opposition research. She had no idea money was going to Fusion GPS uh, to find dirt from the Russians on Donald Trump. I, what? No, I had no idea. Yeah, it, it doesn't. First of all, it doesn't work that way because you're responsible for your your campaign and you need to know what's going on. Also, uh, the white nationalist rally in Tennessee that we were talking about last week as being a real problem. And, you know, why can't these people just go away? A White Lives Matter rally in Tennessee was canceled Saturday afternoon, fortunately, after white nationalists were vastly outnumbered by counter protesters, <laughs> leading to confrontations uh, between the two groups. Uh, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. The canceled white nationalist rally in Murfreesboro was to be the second of the day in Tennessee. At the first, in Shelbyville, white nationalists were drowned out by counter-protesters blasting the music of Beyonce and Bob Marley and the speeches of Martin Luther King Jr. 30 or so white nationalists showed up for the second uh, rally. Ooh, 30. That's rough. And they were met by 600 counter-protesters. Mm. And that's the thing. There's so few of these white nationalists. If, if that indeed is what they are, and just because it's a White Lives Matter rally doesn't mean they're white nationalists. It, does it mean that, that Black Lives Matter people are Black Panthers? Mm. No, not necessarily, but they could be. But anyway, everybody knows that when you're doing a, a White Lives Matter rally, you're just trying to stir up trouble. So let's just, let's just avoid that, could we please? Maybe we can get along a little bit better. And there's only 30 of them. Now, there's more... Black Panthers than that that show up and say unbelievable things like we got to kill uh, some white babies. We got to kill their babies and nobody pays any attention to them. Why? Because it's too, too small a group, they say. Well, this is 30 people. 888-933-93. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, Cosmo Hurts Kids campaign is on a mission. Cosmo Hurts Kids founder is Victoria Hurst. And her family's corporation, the Hearst Corporation, publishes Cosmo Magazine. And she believes Cosmopolitan Magazine contains pornography that's harmful to kids. So, she, all she wants is for not to have the magazine censored or put them out of business. She just wants states' material harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmopolitan Magazine. That way, it can't be sold to anyone under 18. So if you agree with this, you've seen the uh, you've seen the articles in Cosmo, you've seen the photographs in Cosmo, and you believe, yeah, maybe kids under 18 shouldn't buy that magazine, go to CosmoHurtsKids.com. And let's just take a stand against pornography. We all believe in the First Amendment. That's not being imperiled here at all. They can still do what they do and sell to people who are adults. Victoria just believes, and so do I, that we all need to take a stand against pornography being sold to kids under 18. So visit CosmoHurtsKids.com now. CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Wow, there's a new movie coming out about LBJ. Really? Yeah, I think it's from uh, Rob Reiner, so I don't expect it to be... uh, Historically accurate? True, accurate, (laughs) worthwhile in any way. Rob Reiner, a meathead from All in the Family. (laughs) He's producing, (laughs) I'll bet you it's a love story uh, on LBJ, who is just awful. Frankly, awful. Uh, What wasn't awful was the... uh, the, the World Series game last night, which uh, producer Keith missed because he fell asleep. Um, <sighs> I had a little more dedication to my Houston Astros in that. <laughs> game five of the World Series, the last to be played in Houston. Now the game, the, the, the series goes back to Los Angeles tomorrow night on Halloween night, where the Astros will hopefully end it. But uh, it trounced NBC Sunday Night Football. Which I guess, you know, you probably expect. It's the World Series compared to just a regular season game. It's not fair, but the early indicators have the Astros 13-12 win in 10 innings, taking the number one spot for primetime, averaging a 12-8 overnight rating among households. That's huge. Mm. Uh, Although it's off 16% from the comparable game in 2016, but still the second highest game five since 2003. It also easily ranked as the biggest World Series game of 2017 thus far. Yeah. Last year's game, uh, which kept the Cubs in the in the running for their historic World Series win, averaged an initial 15-3, but it was, uh, wow, 23.6 million viewers. That's a lot for a baseball game. That's should've a been, lot. Should have been 23.6 and 1. <laughs> Dang it. So the... Uh, the football game had a 9.4 overnight rating. So, yeah, the World Series beat it soundly. Uh, and we'll see what happens tomorrow. But there's a lot of intrigue in this. Like, will anybody, any of these uh, guys who look like absolute lunatic homeless people trim their beards? Will that ever happen? <laughs> it's just, I don't, I, I don't understand it. And then the uh, the racism situation with... Uh, Guriel, who kind of tried to make his eyes look Japanese or something so when, when he was in the dugout, just a really weird gesture. And, and for that, he's been he's been suspended for five games at the start of next year. So that will take place in April. He's allowed to play in the World Series. Also on uh, Major League Baseball, Bruce Maxwell, who is the only Major League Baseball player so far to have taken a knee during the National Anthem was just arrested for pointing a gun at a female food delivery driver. What? <laughs> it's, it's unclear. They don't know the details of how the incident unfolded or what precipitated him pulling the gun on her, but he's done that, and now he's been charged with, I don't know, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and disorderly con- conduct. Well, so maybe he should uh, pay more attention to obeying the law and less attention to whatever this protest is about. Hmm. And just a good safety tip for you. And uh, Bill Maher over the weekend had an interesting culprit for the sexual harassment that's going on right now in Hollywood. (laughs) This guy is just unbelievable. 
Um, here's who he says are to blame for the Harvey Weinsteins of the world and the Ben Afflecks and the Kevin Spaceys. Here, take a look. And I must say, it, it, when, you, when you look at the list of people, it is always married guys. It's always married, yeah. Just saying. Why is that? Because they have <laughs> sex lives. Oh, yeah. I think, but I think they're not having a sex of satisfactory They're bored at home. Is they're that bored. it? No, no, no. That's got nothing to do with it. Nothing to no. do with it? Uh, Halpern <laughs> is accused of, of masturbating under the desk while he's oh, talking golly. to somebody. What's that got to do with him being married? Yeah, let's not bring the wives into it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's leave the wives out of it. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> so it's good that the paddle at least uh, called his nonsense. It's not bad sex lives at home. That's not what uh, does this. In fact, you know, sex crimes like this, they're not even about sex. Supposedly, if you listen to most psychologists, they're about some sort of anger issue or some, you know mental health problem in your brain that makes you do things like that. It's just, that's bizarre. That's bizarre. Yeah, you don't want to bring the women into this. You don't want to bring the wives into that. 888-933-93. Also, uh, another weird situation from another Hollywood actor uh, who's getting a lot of flack. Adam Sandler was on the Graham Nash show. He's a British... Uh, talk show host, I guess. Have you ever seen his show? I, I've never actually seen a whole show, but I see clips of it all the time. And he's always got like multiple A-list stars sitting on the couch together. Yeah. Al- almost every episode. I don't stay up for baseball games. So, I so you certainly can't yeah. stay up for that. That's my best no, I, I don't either, but I see the clips later yeah, on. Yeah. And and I, I don't know how this guy draws so many stars, but he's always got like, you know, Tom Cruise will be there with with uh, Scarlett Johansson, and they're together. I mean, you can't get those guys in the same month, let alone the same show, usually in America, but this Graham Nash guy does all the time. Anyway, he had Adam Sandler on the show, and he was there next to Claire Foy, who is in a TV show that I don't watch. I, I think I think it's the uh, Game of Thrones. I think she's in that. Uh, and here's, strangely, what Adam Sandler kept doing. Uh, over the weekend on the Graham Nash show. Watch this. Golden Globes. I got nominated for a Golden Globe, too. So I, I it took my parents. But, just like you. <laughs> I took my parents. And, I, and I, they kind of actually they invited themselves. Really strange. Is that? Did you see him? He kept putting yeah. his left hand on her leg, uh, on the actress, on Claire Foy's leg. Well, that clip, I only saw his hand. You have a comment on that, Debbie? You... I do. It's not Graham Nash. No, it's Graham not. Norton. Oh, it's Graham... Oh, yeah, right. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. No, no, him I either. was thinking of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Graham Norton. Thank you. Thank uh, you, Jeff. That's helpful. That is helpful. Uh, yeah, it's not Graham Nash. It's uh, Graham Norton. That, I mean, I, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know why he can draw these stars. But here he had Adam Sandler on the show. And as he's telling this story that had nothing to do with sexual harassment or, or Claire Foy or anything else, twice... He puts his hand on her knee or on her thigh. That's weird. And then she picks it up and <laughs> puts it back in his lap. And then he does it again. Yes. <laughs> Look at this. Watch him do it. He does it twice here. It's really weird. I got nominated for a Golden Globe, too. So I, I it took my parents. There, he put it on her, on her like, leg. And then he did it again. <laughs> my parents. And I, and, really and weird. They, they kind of actually they invited themselves. Now, he doesn't seem to be trying, like he's trying to be funny there. I 
And he doesn't say, oh, sorry, I thought that was the couch or something, right. you know, because it's obviously he's in the middle of the couch. There's no chance that he thought it was an armrest. What are you doing in the middle of this sexual harassment fury? <laughs> right. You I got to think of it in that context, too. You got too. a fire burning out of control, and then you <laughs> sprinkle gasoline all over it. What are you doing? <laughs> so, of course, he's in all kinds of trouble now, because what are you doing? Putting your hand on her leg when it's completely unwanted and uninvited. And she picks it up and moves it the first time, and then you do it again. Uh, <laughs> really oh, weird. Drunk. Really weird. Maybe. I wonder if he was. <laughs> I, I wonder if he was. 888 900 Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here as well. 888-900-3393 is a big, big day for um, Houston sports in general yesterday. Mm. World Series Game uh, 5 took place at Minute Maid Park last night, and uh, the Astros won the game 13-12 over the LA Dodgers. I mean, what a game that was. Were there eight home runs again? I think it was... Wow. Uh, maybe it wasn't quite as quite that many, but it was a lot. It's a lot of home runs. Every time somebody needed a three-run homer, they got it to tie the game. It just it was tremendous, uh, a lot of fun, and two great pitchers that you would think would dominate the hitting because mm-hmm. usually they say the old wives' tale is that great pitching always beats good hitting. Uh, not the case in this World Series. I'll tell you that because the starters were Clayton Kershaw for the Dodgers and Dallas Keuchel for the Astros, and they both got shelled. I mean, shelled. It was, I, it was right around 7-7, seven to seven, I think, when both, when, they, when both starters were finally gone. And then they had to dip all the way into their, uh, into their uh, bullpens, and both of them almost used everybody. Wow. I there were it. like 84 pitchers involved in that game last night. 84. Rub it in. They, they had to keep bringing in people from the street. Hey, do you pitch? You ever throw a ball? Come on in. <laughs> George Bush, who threw out the first pitch, you look pretty good. Come down here and see if you can pitch the ninth. I would like to see that. Yeah, you, did you fall asleep for the for the uh, like the opening pitch? Uh, no, no. I, I mean, like I said, it was four nothing. Oh, okay. The time I went to All sleep. Right. And did uh, you see the the bushes out there? Uh, both H W and W. Yeah, I'm guessing that was an invitation extended a few weeks ago. I'm guessing it was because, sadly, H.W. Hmm? Uh, is embroiled in a little bit of a controversy right now with sexual harassment himself. Now, I, uh, I've i talked to my wife about this a few times, and she's very adamant that she believes, you know, he, this shows that he maybe had that tendency before. I don't agree with that. I, I don't think so. I mean, George George H.W. Bush was a war hero. And um, led the CIA and then was a congressman and then was a U.S. vice president and then the president of the United States. And never at any of those times was he even rumored to be that kind of a guy. I've never seen anything about him that was sleazy in any way. I mean, he lied to us about taxes. (laughs) Yeah. I'll grant you that. And uh, he was not as conservative 
as I certainly would have liked uh, a Republican president to be. But I never saw any indication that he was a dirtbag like that. Now, I just wonder if it's maybe just his way of saying, look, you know, it sucks I'm here in the wheelchair, but I want you to be at ease. You know, well, I that's, know. What, that's what his handlers say. Yeah. That's what Barbara says. He tries to put everybody at ease by telling this off-color joke or whatever it is that, like, for instance, this third person that came forward and said that he groped her. This was supposedly back in 2014, and author Christina Baker Klein was invited to a fundraiser at the Barbara Bush Foundation. Then after a lunch and meeting the first lady, she and her husband then met with the former president for a photo op. Now, here's where I think the people handling HW are making a huge mistake. Don't pose for photo ops with women anymore. What are you doing? Don't put him in that situation. If he can't control himself, don't do it. Right? Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So anyway, HW told her she was beautiful and she thanked him. And after confirming with her that she was a writer, he whispered to her, you want to know my favorite book? And then came uh, the joke he always <laughs> apparently says. Bush <laughs> reached his arm around her lower back, squeezed her butt hard, she says, and answered David Copperfield as he copped a feel. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> So he's got the magician down, yeah. the, the the book. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. You got the ma magician, the book, and, and just the dumbest joke. It's really not even a joke. It's just kind of a play on words. He's just boat ramp into grabbing a feel there. I mean, that's what he's doing. He's got to use that. He can't just do it. He's got to no. be creative to some degree, I guess. The <laughs> former president's spokesman responded with the same statement they've responded the other two times about uh and they said at age 93, President Bush has been confined to a wheelchair for roughly five years. So his arm falls on the lower waist of people with whom he takes pictures. Hmm. To try to put people at ease. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. The president routinely tells the same joke. And on occasion, he is patted. <laughs> These mitts admit it. They admit and on occasion, he has patted <laughs> women's rears yes. in what he intended to be a good natured manner. You can't. Can't do that. And if he's if he's too old to understand that, <laughs> you need to keep him out of the situation. Oh, women's rears in a press release from a former president not named I, is Clinton. That, is that crazy? <laughs> Some have seen it as innocent. Others clearly view it as inappropriate. To anyone he has offended, President Bush apologizes most sincerely. Mm. That's not good enough anymore. It's really not good enough. You, If this is going to happen in this environment, especially... And it shouldn't happen in any environment. But if it's going to happen in this environment, you need to stop with the photo ops. Seriously. And I can't believe the Bush family continues to put him in these situations. Of course, last night, when they wheeled him out uh, onto the sidelines of the baseball diamond, uh, and they gave him a baseball, and all he did, there was nobody taking pictures with him except his son, uh, George W. Bush, who took the baseball and walked it out to the mound and then turned around and threw it to uh, Verlander, who was his catcher for some reason. So anyway, uh, Justin Verlander seemed to be a Bush fan because he went and took a photo with the two of them afterwards. Whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, and I, I don't know if there was any butt squeezing going wow, on. We didn't have a camera position no. strategically behind the bushes <laughs> on that one? Okay, that's too bad. From my vantage point, right. it didn't look there like there was any butt squeezing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 
and so far, Justin Verlander has not said that he was offended by uh, any sort of inappropriate <laughs> contact with H H W Bush. Yeah, wait till the World Series over, then he'll come out and clean. It's sad though because he's obviously he's not in peak condition. Right. <laughs> not only is he in a wheelchair, but he's you know he's got that look that he's not quite all there. Correct. And but, and it's just sad to see him like that. He's still got a grip. That's good. Still right? has a grip. And apparently he can squeeze butts, and uh, that should be enough to keep him out Agreed. of the spotlight. Yeah. But yeah. Like uh, like the old REM's song says, that's me in the corner. Put him in the corner, <laughs> not in the spotlight, okay? <laughs> Man. Uh, all right. Losing my faculties. But I will say this again. Uh, George W. Bush is an actual man who can actually throw a baseball from relatively close to the pitcher's mound all and make it all the way to the catcher. Uh, he didn't full. He didn't throw the full. What is it? Sixty foot six inches. Sixty right? feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe forty-eight. Maybe fifty feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you remember Obama's, oh, the prime athlete we had lame attempts. Office? Who was supposedly the, yeah the prime athlete. Uh, no, he, you could tell Ugh. he'd never thrown a baseball never. in his life. No. In his life. Nope. Uh, 888-933-93. Dave in Arkansas, welcome to The Blaze. Hi. Yeah, I know that uh, President Bush already got his apology out there for uh, uh, this little sexual assault thing that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. I think he made the wrong apology. He should have said, wow, I am just enthralled and, 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 uh, and you know, it makes you feel good to know that somebody actually thinks that I can still do something at 93 and in a wheelchair. That's a great boost for me. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You know, and, and then on the other things that we've talked about today, um, the Big Bang Theory is true. God said it, bang, it happened. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, uh, Dave. Appreciate it. He's referencing the... Uh... Scientists who are trying to figure out why the universe exists, because apparently, according to them, now it shouldn't. CERN scientists are saying uh, that the universe is too symmetrical. It's they've discovered a symmetry in nature. Nature they sh- they say shouldn't be possible because of uh, particles and antiparticles. And if there's a balance between them, they would attack and an- annihilate each other and destroy itself. But something is keeping that from happening. Hmm. Huh? Can't imagine what it's like. It's like glue, right? Just like yeah, it's like an Elmer's glue or a uh, isn't there a monkey glue now? The ape glue? Oh yeah, gorilla you know, glue. Gorilla glue. Love that stuff. That's probably strong like that. Probably strong like gorilla glue. Glue <laughs> uh, would be my hmm. would be my guess. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, there's a historic church, the historical Episcopal Church in Alexandria, Virginia has decided to remove a pair of plaques from its sanctuary that memorializes two of their most prominent parishioners. These are two guys who actually went to this church who are highly revered in some ways by some people and and very much not so much the other by others. One of them is Robert E. Lee, and I can understand you maybe removing that plaque. But the other one is George Washington. They're removing his plaque because it might be offensive to people. They say uh, in a statement, this was not a discussion we entered into lightly, but rather a sincere attempt 
to have a family conversation about our worship space, our larger history, and our future. The fate of the two plaques which have, uh, which have hung on either side of the altar at the historic church since 1870. Mm. They've been talked about for years, but uh, the matter took on added urgency after the Charlottesville situation. While recognizing the important roles of both Washington and Lee, church leaders wrote that the decision was made that it would be best to just remove them because they, quote, create a distraction in our worship space and may create an obstacle to our identity as a welcoming church and an impediment to our growth and to full community with our neighbors. Ugh. How can a plaque be uh, unwelcoming? If, if a George Washington, the founder of the country, if that is offensive to people, uh, we maybe got they're in the wrong place. Man. They're in the wrong place. <sighs> Time to get prepared. Uh, being prepared is something I am pretty passionate about. I'm not as prepared as I'd like to be, but I'm more prepared than I used to be. And I'll tell you that. Uh, and right now, go Tana Mesh. Powers the first 100% off-grid, mobile, long-range, consumer-ready mesh network, which means you can send texts and GPS locations without cell towers, routers, or satellites. This is really cool technology. Just a little teeny unit that I think producer Keith has gone to get, and I'll show it if he gets back in time, but it weighs almost nothing. It's a really handy uh, little unit, and what it allows you to do is to... Send off-grid communications. For instance, uh, it means you can send texts and GPS locations without cell towers. Just this little unit here. When service is unreliable, unavailable, or just blocked for a while, Gotenna is for you. Uh, maybe it's a recent hurricane that uh, has made you decide that you might need something like this. The fires, the horrific events in Las Vegas, anytime communications with loved ones isn't possible because of what's going on with cell communication, whether it's down or jammed, these can be a godsend for you. Simply pair the device with your phone using the GoTenna app or leave it unpaired in strategic locations, and then you can still relay communications from device to device. And right now, when you go to GoTenna.com and use the promo code PAT. 15, you get 15% off your order of two, four, or eight packs of these. Don't wait until you need it to act. Visit GoTenna.com today and save 15% with the promo code PAT15. That's GoTenna.com. GoTenna.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888-900-3393. It's a world gone mad. Uh, yesterday, almost all of the Houston Texans knelt for the national anthem. It's a response to Bob McNair, who owns the Texans. He, he made just this offhanded comment that we can't let the inmates run the prison. He's not saying that all these players 
are inmates or criminals. He's not. It's it's an expression. Can we grow up here Thank a little you. bit? Thank you. It would be nice. Could maybe just use our noodles for five minutes. It would be nice. And I, you know, the Packers have always been my team, but when I lived in Houston for eight years, it just, you can't help but start to adopt the local teams. And I adopted the Texans. They're kind of my second favorite team. Uh, not so much anymore. That just, Aww. almost all of them knelt. Six of them did not. So that means 47 of the Houston Texans took a knee during the uh, national anthem, which just pisses me off. So I'm glad they lost. <laughs> they lost uh, 41-38 to Hell Seattle. Game. Incredible game. Mm. Uh, and they deserved to get their butts kicked. <laughs> uh, who were the six guys that didn't take a knee? No, I think we're up to nine or ten, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Uh, I'm going to guess the punter. The punter didn't take it. Punter, knee. Shane Leckler, did not kneel. Correct. He didn't, ne- didn't wow. kneel. Wow. Congratulations, Shane. All right, Shane. Way to go. So, okay. so the Texans can, can punt. If yeah, because I'm thinking Bob McNair should fire all 47 of them. So? Or however many knelt, fire them. And yeah. just start over again. Well, you'd still have a long snapper. So you got a, you got a punter, you got a long snapper. Right. Mm-hmm. You got a, a, a linebacker to work with. Linebacker. You got a fullback. Fullback. Yeah. Okay. You've almost got a... A complete offensive line if you just start over with the non-kneelers. We've, we've got a heck of a core here to mm-hmm. rebuild the team. You'll have a tight end, Ryan Griffin. He's a good, he's a good tight end. <laughs> yeah, he is. Now, now here's going to be the big problem. Because uh-huh. you're not going to have Deshaun Watson as your quarterback anymore, but you will have the guy you started the season with, Tom Savage, at quarterback. Oh, yeah, okay. the new Houston right, Texans. there you go. There's just nobody to throw the ball to. Well, yeah, you got a tight end got to a throw the end. ball you to. You can hand it to the fullback, pass it to the tight end. You got somebody blocking for you. You just don't have a defense. What do you need a defense for? You barely have one now. You lost 41 to 38. Yeah, and this was supposed to be, you know, the best defense in the NFL. Yeah, you lose J.J. Watt. They lost J.J. Watt, <sighs> which hurts. And that's about, what, the second time in the last three years it's happened? Yes. That he's out for the season? Made of glass. Yeah, not good. Not good. Uh... And McNair, you know, apologized profusely for this, even though he didn't need to. He said, I was not referring to our players when I made a very regretful comment. I was referring to the relationship between the league office and team owners and how they've been making significant strategic decisions affecting our league without adequate input from ownership. Okay, well, I don't know if I buy that, but whatever. Even if he was talking about the players, he didn't mean they were criminals. It's just an age-old expression that we used to be able to deal with and and understand and handle. Not anymore. McNair said, I am truly sorry to the players for how this has impacted them and the perception that it has created of me, which could not be further from the truth. Look, Bob, you're paying them millions upon millions of dollars. Don't apologize to them. It's nonsense. It's their perception that needs to be tweaked ever so slightly our focus going forward personally and as an organization will be towards making meaningful progress regarding the social issues that mean so much to our players and our community do they you know you know what you should you know what meaningful progress you need to make getting to the playoffs and winning games in the playoffs win the super bowl win football games not social justice Wow, I mean, if the NFL doesn't get a grip on this, they're really, they're really going to be sorry. 
Yes, sir. On Friday, Dwayne Brown spoke out against McNair's comments, saying he thought it was disrespectful. Texans added Brown to the roster on Saturday after a season-long holdout. I think it was ignorant, Brown said. I think it was embarrassing. I think it angered a lot of players, including myself. We put our bodies and minds on the line every time we step on that field. Yeah, and you make millions of dollars for it. And to use an analogy of inmates in prison, that's disrespectful. (laughs) Are we, I mean, how much more of this do we have to put up with? It is agonizing. Pretty soon, it's going to be time to just flip the switch and turn the country off. Uh, Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Armand in California. Uh, you're on the blaze, Armand. Hey Pat, how you doing? Doing good. Uh, so I was watching Game Four on Saturday of the World Series, and I'm watching the TV, and I'm I'm looking right behind the umpire, and I could have sworn that looks like Ted Cruz. I'm staring, I'm staring, I'm looking, I'm looking. Finally, I said, you know what? I'm going to check Twitter, and oh my lord, has the left lost their ever loving mind? They were freaking out. Because That's Ted Cruz crazy. was at the baseball game? Yep, because he was right there on the screen. He was literally like the second seat up from, you know, from home plate. Yeah. And, uh, oh, my goodness, they were like, uh, just so in case you weren't sure, Ted Cruz wasn't watching the game. He was watching all of you. And, I mean, they were just going crazy. Just it, I, I loved it. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. So, uh, I mean... What were they bothered by? Just the fact that he the attended. That he was there, of course. The, just the attending a baseball there. game. Uh huh. Ted Cruz, he can do no right. Jeez. So him being on screen in front of millions of people just—that's bizarre. Made them lose their mind. And I actually really like Ted Cruz, but being from LA, rooting for the Dodgers, I kind of, uh, you know, gave yeah. him a little bit of a stare down. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. It's all it's all in good sportsmanship. Yep. All right, thanks, Armand. Appreciate it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Just the fact that he went to a baseball game. <laughs> I mean, uh, what happened to the left's inclusion in their diversity hmm. and uh, all the things that they purport to believe in? I and as much as they hate Donald Trump, you'd think that they would look at Cruz and say, uh, "Our bad. Sorry that we treated you worse than we treated Bush." Because look, they've kind of come around on Bush, realizing. Yeah, they have. Our bad. Yeah, but Ted Cruz is far too conservative for them to ever come around to him. And that's why a lot of them say, well, I I hate Donald Trump, but I don't want him impeached because Mike Pence is even worse. Why is Mike Pence worse? He's conservative. That's why. And they see Ted Cruz still on the horizon for future elections to go after, so they can't start supporting him in any way, shape, or form now. It's in. I mean, here's here's the kind of shape we're in, though. In the wake of Hillary Clinton's defeat and Trump's ascension to the highest office in the land, a lot of people on the left are continuing to yell and scream about the election in which Hillary won the popular vote, but Trump won the electoral college, and that's that's the one that matters. Um, but at a lecture at Indiana University. DNC chairman, okay, this is the head of the Democratic National Committee, (laughs) Tom Perez. He presented this uh, to the world. Quote, the Electoral College is not a creation of the Constitution. It doesn't have to be there. There's a national popular vote compact in which a number of states have passed a bill that says we will allocate our vote, our electoral votes to the person 
who wins the national popular vote once the other states totaling 270 electoral votes do the same. And of course, he's exactly wrong. (laughs) The Electoral College is a creation of the United States Constitution. And I quote from the United States Constitution. Each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature thereof may direct a number of electors equal to the the whole number of senators and representatives to which the state may be entitled in Congress. But no senator or representative or person holding an office of trust or profit under the United States shall be appointed an elector. The Electoral College is set up right in the U.S. Constitution. And if we have politicians like Tom Perez that are so butt stupid, they don't even know that. I mean, that's going to cause us some issues, don't you think? Wow. Democrats might be wanting to look around for a replacement for the head of your party. 888-900-3393. We'll be chewing the fat with Jeffy coming up. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, that happy sound must mean it's time for chewing the fat with Jeffy. Happy Monday. Happy. No such thing. Happy. As a happy Monday. Monday. It absolutely is of such a thing as happy Monday, but well, you know, we don't have to argue about that. Now. Okay. Uh, you know, the biggest story, I know you've been covering some uh, stories that seemed kind of big. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the biggest story out this weekend was uh, people are uh, furiously debating the correct placement of cheese in the burger emoji. Um, <laughs> yes, a, uh, a man <laughs> tweeted uh, this weekend, Sunday author Thomas Bechtel, sent a tweet that started alongside a picture of Google and Apple's rival burger emojis. Uh, and you can see them on the screen. I think we need to have a discussion about how Google's burger emoji is placing the cheese underneath the burger. Well, Apple puts it on top. Which is and the correct started, placement for it. Uh, I mean, that started amazing. I mean, 40,000 40, likes, 19,000 wow. retweets, 1,000 comments. Even uh, People really have a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> right? Even, even the uh, head of Google uh, commented. Really? Uh, quoted the, uh, he quoted said, um, Google will drop everything else we're doing in a dress on Monday. and in the story it showed all the different uh companies uh cheeseburgers what their emoji looks like yeah and i mean apple google microsoft samsung lg you can see them on the screen they all have different looking emojis 
um, of what it's called. And they're different. You know, people are all wound up about what's different, what's good. I mean, look, everyone knows, right? It's the buns, the meat, it's the cheese. Mm-hmm. And the lettuce, tomato, and pickle, if need be, can go on top of that mm. any way you want. Mm-hmm. And then the top bun. Yeah. But the mm. meat and cheese. Bun, meat, cheese. Right. You're, you're working your way up when you say that. Yeah. Ingredients. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cheese on top Those are of the them. ingredients. Yeah. Definitely. So we'll see how the. Uh, I mean, as ridiculous as this is, at least people aren't threatening to kill each other for that moment on Twitter. No death threats are being circulated. Well, we, I mean, we don't know that. That's true. So help me, you fix this emoji. Hey, Google, did you. you get the emoji fixed yet? <laughs> We're boycotting. <laughs> and when right. you look at all the different uh, ways, you know, HTC has the double burger, the double cheeseburger, mm. and the way they have the cheese. You know, I'm not sure. Maybe we should come to come to a consensus. Maybe on uh, what exactly emoji that everyone should be using. Mm. What about vegetarians? I bet they're offended by. Well, these what about emojis? using no emoji? How about that? How, why <laughs> would you think about that? that? I mean, That's boring, man. Why would come you on. do that when you're you tweeting? Thank when you're you. tweeting and you're. You know, you're joking around about something. Why would you not use an emoji? Well, winky face kind of lessen the blow yeah. of your point, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It okay. doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia, uh, last week, uh, congratulations to them for letting uh, the robot uh, become a citizen. We talked to you <laughs> about that uh, here as well. And, uh, you know, in, in uh, last month, they uh, allowed women to drive. And once again, uh, we have news out of Saudi Arabia Yes, uh, they're going to ease restrictions on women spectators in sports stadiums. So starting in early 2018, women will be allowed into three arenas in major cities. Not all of them, but three in uh, the major for what, cities. For so, soccer? Uh, they're, they, well, they can go in whatever, whatever is <clears throat> going they? on in the stadium. They, can they normally to. don't get to go. All right. Uh, they'll be able to go. What's... Uh, What's not clear, though, is they said they were going to make preparations to accommodate families, but uh, the specific seating arrangements are unclear at the moment. Saudi men and women are customarily separated in places where they both are allowed. Okay. So that's exciting news for Saudi Arabia. It would be fun mm-hmm. to watch, see those games. And the picture that they have in this article uh, <laughs> from CNN shows the three women sitting in the stadium and they've got two men sitting back behind them look like they're like, what are you? The world is ending. They're letting women in these stadiums. We've got to put an end to this right now. I mean, they are not happy. Times Probably, are changing, yeah. Saudi Arabia. Mm. Times are changing. Get up with it. Hey, Ellie just sent me a G-chat and uh, it's a Google product and a little cheeseburger picture uh-huh. and the cheese... The cheese is on top of the meat now. So wait, see? I, she says it's not. Uh, yeah, it is. It's cheese. See? Yeah, they fixed it, Ellie. I don't care what you say. Google fixed there it. There you go. They're on it. He's, he, the, the, when the head said he's going to look into it, he meant it. That's <laughs> not messing around. Jimmy Kimmel, uh, you know him, you love him. Mm. Or you know him. Uh, in-depth interview with New York Magazine's Vulture. Uh, had a big uh, in-depth interview, and some of it was uh, kind of fascinating. As he, uh, on Harvey Weinstein, uh, look, this perception that the right has spread around that I've not made any jokes about it is false. I have no interest in protecting Harvey Weinstein, but uh, I couldn't care less about Harvey Weinstein. Hopefully he'll get what he deserves, and we'll all move on with our lives. But, uh, look, the Academy Awards, which I'm hosting, it's not going to be a place to joke around. 
Well, they kicked him out of the about, academy. About Harvey Weinstein. That's exactly the place to joke around to have, about uh, it. The people come forward. Why other people who have you know have or have not come forward with their allegations? That's not really a laughing matter. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, that is absolutely amazing. So now it's just like we've said about all kinds of history. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, I mean, this is recent history, mm-hmm. but all kinds of history with uh, statues, with plaques in churches, all of mm-hmm. it. Make it go away, and then it just never happened. Mm-hmm. It just never happened. We joke about what? Make a joke about what? It never happened. Mm-hmm. It's not the place for it here. Treated Obama the just same go way. Away. You know, there was never anything funny about Barack Obama either. They couldn't seem to find a, a funny thing about him. There's nothing funny He's about perfect. Barack Obama. There's nothing funny about the Harvey Weinstein thing. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Hypocrites. And, and look, and, Hypocrites. And, and Jimmy, I mean, I go to bed worried. I wake up worried. And honestly, I don't know if things are going to be okay. I worry that we're going to look back at Donald Trump almost fondly because someone worse will come after him. I'm really worried. If we can't get the majority of Americans to agree on some form of gun control after Sandy Hook, I don't see us agreeing on anything. Yeah, that's great. Brilliant mind there. I mean, Brilliant mind. <laughs> right? Mm. And the speaking of the plaque uh, in, in Alexandria at the church, and I know you, you mentioned it a little bit ago, mm-hmm. I wonder if the church is going to give away, you know, Washington was a regular worshiper there. Um, Lee and his family were also parishioners there. Yep, and uh, Mary Curtis Lee, uh, the wife, uh, gifted the church uh, thousands of dollars to help begin an endowment. What if they'll be giving that back? <laughs> what if they'll be giving that back. Uh, just a question. Uh-huh. Just a question I have. You know, it's possible. That's a good question. That, it's possible that maybe they uh, they won't. It's possible that maybe they won't. I think it's likely that they won't. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. And I know that you uh, talked a little bit about uh, the Texans. Uh, you know, thirty or forty players kneeling down and showing disrespect mm-hmm. because of. That horrific inmates running the prison thing. Oh my God! Can you say that on air? Yeah, I just did. Because yeah. that's, that's I know frightening racist. I mean, because clearly we... he was only talking about the black players, right? Right? Yeah. There's no white people no, in prison anywhere. No white people in prison. And no white people on the Texans. Couldn't have been, been talking about them. Would it have been uh, okay if he would have said, uh, "What's the fr- inmates and running the asylum inmates? What's not yeah, the inmates right. though? It's whatever the asylum." But it's an mm-hmm. old phrase. Patience. And whenever whenever you say it, whenever you say it, you don't literally mean those people. You're talking. It's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, that they're that they're taking it for their word. But listen, this is what they get. And I know that there was word about Jerry Jones having a secret call. Actually, this is a little off of what I was going to talk about. But I know I heard a report this morning that Jerry Jones had a little call with a few owners trying to uh, get uh, Goodell out. Right. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, Jerry had a little secret call he's, with some owners that I was reported. I thought he was that. pretty good friends with Roger. Goodell. I know, but he's they're pissed at him yeah. for trying to play the middle wow. of the road and not coming Jerry down. Mm-hmm. And they're pissed at him for the. The, the kneeling thing, and uh, they're pissed at him at the way he handled it. That he hasn't put his foot down on the kneeling thing, or yes. what? So yes, they, how, he, how he handled because it. Because the individual owners probably don't want to take ownership of that, right? Let they, the NFL do it. Let the NFL do it. Right. And then and he took he's the, the He took the guy. middle of the road. He wishy-washy. Right. right. Now he's making and the owners look the bad. Owners. Yeah. Okay? So mm-hmm. then they didn't like the way he handled the Ray Rice situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, Jerry's pissed at Zeke situation. Yeah. Right. He's got that extra mm-hmm. little thorn in his shoe, and they mm-hmm. were unhappy with the way he handled the uh, moving of the teams wow. in California. You know, yeah. and moving the way he handled that's so the relocation. 
So, uh, really, Jerry's probably got a pretty good case to these. Yeah, and yeah, he probably does. <laughs> with viewership down, then you're going to have oh, sponsorship man. rates down. And his contract, uh, Goodell's contract, is coming up. Uh, yeah, they did, and so the, that's that's what's precipitating this good. whole. When does it come up? I think it's the Another end of the year? year, right? Yeah, I don't know if you it's know, the it's end of this year. It's a pretty good gig. I, I don't know how many $40 million a year jobs there are well, Pat. in the country. Well, but Proof right there that <laughs> people, some people make too much money. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, our our last president <laughs> said it best. Right. He, at some Thank point, you. you made enough money. Right. And uh, certainly $40 million oh, a year. Is, come on. Nobody deserves no, it. You know that. No. I don't care why you do it. Yeah. End of next year. <laughs> contract ends. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, good. Whatever. I mean, they're kind of right. They're both. The mm. owners are kind of wusses for not wanting to put their foot down on it. But I kind of get their, you know, the. Look, the NFL deals with the Players Association and, uh, you know, the unions for that. So they should be the ones that are actually putting the hammer down. on. And are you things. telling me that if, let's say Jerry Jones <clears throat> didn't bring the team together. He, he brings them together in uh, some meeting f- format and he stands in front of them and explains. I, right. I understand you guys have certain feelings about certain it. things, but this is our business and, and we are pissing off our clients your feelings don't mean anything and we can't do that. now if you i'll support you completely if you want to do that off field or in your own time on my time when i'm paying you 10 right. 15 20 million dollars a year you will act this way when if you want to you quit, will respect the flag and the country if you want to quit i'll help you pack right i'll help you pack i mean it's it's it doesn't seem like it would be they're are they not reasonable guys i'm always hearing them talk about well the fact that this is a, it's a business it's a business. I mean, it's a fun game, too, but it's a business. And they're always saying that when they get traded. They sure are. Or, you know, they've got some contract negotiation. Yeah. Well, here's an indication. This is a business, and you're hurting my business. A lot. Stop it. A lot. Stop. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Uh, and, I mean, people are getting – look, we've got we've got high school players kneeling. We've got the referees uh, walking off the field after high school players cheerleaders. Kneel. We've had cheerleaders do it. Uh, Mascots. One, one of the coaches. One of the coaches for the team where the referees walked off. He was uh, all wound up because he thought that there was uh, there's so much so much anger between uh, you know if this is if the kneeling. I don't really have a problem with you know the kids kneeling or anything, but you know the referee was angry and and the kids are angry. There's so much anger. That's that that's you know that's just a a microcosm of the country. Well, then tell your kids to stand. But he's an ex-NFL player, this high school coach in Jersey. So he's on the side of the NFL players. He said, oh, Nealon's okay. I'm okay with it. No problem. And there's no way that you can tell me that it's, uh, somebody needs to remind the Houston players that uh, they're kneeling, uh, again, the national anthem and the flag, but while they're showing disrespect for that, they're talking out of the other side of their mouth with, well, we'll show the owner. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, where are you at? Yeah. Where you at? Yeah. Come on now. Where you at? Um, we also um, have uh, some of the great. Did you see the number one movie in the country? Uh, which was? Uh, Jigsaw. No, I did not. What about number two? Uh, which was? Boo 2. Boo 2? Yeah, Boo 2. It was only number two, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was only number two. No, I didn't see that. It was only either. number two. Very disappointing. Really? I didn't see. I missed Boo 1, so I, I thought, it well. It doesn't even catch up. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't understand what's going on. That's a, that's a common miss. Too, too no, complex no, uh, storyline. You'd catch up. You think so? I, absolutely. I think you're giving me more intelligence than I actually have. No, you can make it. Don't give me credit for that. <laughs> I, I, I can't. You can make can't it. And also it. Uh, very disheartening for the Weinstein Company. Uh, their uh, 
Amityville, The Awakening. Oh, there uh, is that? I've never even Bella, heard. Starring Bella Thorne. Uh-huh. It opened up uh, on Saturday in 10 theaters. <laughs> and uh, it grossed uh, $742. $742. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, wow. Look, um, That's bad. We're just going to go ahead and release that online next week. <laughs> more bad news for the company. The number of projects canceled, faces uncertain financial future. I mean, they're in trouble. So it went Jigsaw, which brought in 16.2, which I think was under their prediction. But that only cost $10 million to make, so that's so already good. made money. Yeah. Uh, Butu, like you said, is up to $35 million, which cost twenty five to make, so that's in good shape. Not bad. Geostorm, five point six million. It cost hundred and twenty million to make. However, I it's read up a story twenty three million. I read so a story far. this weekend that uh, Geostorm was doing huge in uh, Europe and China. Is it uh, some of his other releases? And that's not so. as helpful because they don't get as big a take no, from but them. It does, but I mean, still, it helps. Obviously. Yeah, it offsets it. It helps obviously. Now, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I'm really surprised at that. Man. So am I. Going... Listen, to this. it cost one hundred and fifty million to make. It's only made eighty one million back in four weeks. Right. I don't understand. That's a big flop. It sure is for them. I mean, I, I have not. Now again, here, here's an example of a lot of Blade Runner fans. Uh, you know, maybe like me, mm-hmm. I would love to see it. I just, you know, I'll wait. Yeah, I'll wait. I really yeah, want to see it. You might as well it. now because you don't have to wait that long. I really want to see it. I mm-hmm. love the Blade Runner thing. I love the first one. I was there. You know, but hey, I'll wait. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. Yeah. All right, uh, that's Jeffy chewing the fat. We're gonna finish it up here in a second because we couldn't get to everything. Uh, so he'll stick around with us for a second. Got a couple other things to cover coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. First, let me tell you about FilterBuy.com. You know, we spend a lot of our time indoors. Up to ninety percent of our of our day is inside, and that's a hundred times more polluted. The air inside your home is more polluted than the air outside. What? By a hundred times. So here's something you can do to clean that up. Replace your old, dirty, and potentially dangerous air air filter in your house with filterby.com. They'll send you the size you need within 24 hours and shipped free. That's pretty awesome. You don't have to go to, you know, Home Depot or Lowe's. Ace hardware to pick Hope up your they filter. have your size. Right. I hate that so much. Fighting the traffic. You can stay inside your polluted home and then <laughs> and then and your then filter will ready. just arrive and then you can right. make it less less polluted. <laughs> filter by uses double the industry standard MERV rating. That's you know, it's it's a complicated thing, but here's the deal. It just easily removes dangerous pollen and mold. And dust and other allergens. I love this plan. It's I great. really do. How many times, seriously, how many times do you think, when's the last time I changed my filter? Right. And w- you don't have to worry about that right, now because there you it can is. set it all up in advance, too. And they'll just send them to you when love it's it. time and you'll save 5%. Never have to think about it again. Filter by manufacturers. Everything right here in the United States of America. So go to filterby.com today and get the best price on top quality filters shipped free to your home Within 24 hours. Filterby.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. Returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. On the Blaze Radio Network. Just finishing up uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeffy, because we had 
had some interesting um, interesting things going on at the box <laughs> office, did. and it was an interesting sports weekend. Uh, but you were you talked about the fact that number one at the box office was Jigsaw. Jigsaw. They picked up the Saw series again, right? And it, that is a series so horrific and gory that some call it uh, torture porn. That's how bloody a mess those Saw movies are. And so a lot of people thought when Saw, the final chapter, happened, it was, well, the final chapter. No way. Those movies those, <laughs> those, movies, those movies are money-making machines. Yep. They're not going to final chapter. <laughs> Saw, the final chapter, two. And so seven years later, they bring back, uh, they bring back the movie. Yeah. And this time it's Jigsaw, which I guess he's probably using a jigsaw, jigsaw. to cut people up, which is, you know, I, I mean, if that doesn't scream, come watch me, I don't, I don't know what does. But on a budget of $10 million, it made 16.2 already in its first week. Anyway, Tyler Perry's Boo 2 was second. Geostorm, Happy Day, Blade Runner. Thank you for your service, which I actually have interest in, but it's rated R. And But that only made $3.7 million. Um, and Suburbicon was ninth. And that looked pretty good, too. I mean, it actually did kind of look good. It looks weird to me. but Well, uh, that's... But it's Matt Damon and good. George Clooney. And it failed miserably. Two point I mean, eight million dollars. It's definitely a big guy movie for for you. Is it? Yeah. I, in what way is it? Because I'm sure that it's rated R or it, beyond. It is rated R. Or yeah. R plus. Yeah. Yeah. So you go all the way down, and I think you mentioned this: the uh, Weinstein pr- uh, production, Amityville: The Awakening, seven hundred and forty-two. That, that only opened in, in ten theaters, so you know they they wanted to get it out there and see what they and, see what would happen. And the Weinstein project just above it, Tulip Fever, which took sixty third place. And they opened weekend. up in seventeen uh, theaters, eighteen hundred and eighty eight dollars. Uh, well, I mean, it's been out for a little while, so it's made a couple of million. But that's <laughs> it's been yeah. out for nine weeks. It's made so, two point four yeah, million I mean, dollars. They're, they're dying. Oh they're man, dying. just it's dying on the vine. Not good for them. No, not at now, all. Now I noticed you failed to mention. The big story of the weekend. Yes, the series is going on. Yes, the NFL <laughs> ratings are down. That's not my sheet. But I just hope that the NCAA playoff committee was watching just how dominant BYU was over San Jose State. This They dominated well, San looked- Jose State. And I hope the playoff committee saw it because that 41-20 to victory over San Jose State should propel them right into the mix. I was going to tweet them. I was going to tweet the uh, the committee and say, hey, hey, hope you're watching at BYU. Did you see what happened in but Provo, I, Utah but, this weekend? But then I thought, you know, they know. They have to they know. know right? sure. So there was no point in sending the tweet. You don't just dominate San yeah. Jose State and not uh, right. cause it up. Right. right. Like that's, that's, that's almost a shoe-in <laughs> for a New Year's Day Bowl right there, right? Just on that yes. alone. <laughs> I mean, yes. look, what do you get, two wins now? Yes. Two and seven? I mean, you Okay. One in a row? One in a row, baby. Good With stuff. Fresno State coming up this weekend, he'll probably spank us soundly. But Think so? Uh, yeah. No. You got, only, you got, I was looking. I actually was looking. You got, you got Fresno. Uh-huh. You got UNLV. Mm-hmm. UMass. Hawaii. I would say there's a pretty good chance you could you should win all those. You know, I yeah, should I win all of those. Looked at the records of all of your opponents, mm-hmm. and after next week, it's smooth sailing. Just a after bunch next of week, uh, so Fresno State below is 500 the teams. Yep. Yeah, Fresno's yeah. Fresno's actually beat San Diego State, who's pretty good this Ooh, year. Yeah, they look good. They beat Stanford, so I'm a little worried about the Fresno State. But I think the Cougars got a little confidence. They actually uh, completed some passes downfield. They did longer than a yard and a half. 
three passes. Well, you, listen, you don't dominate a team D- right. 41, 41 to 20, 20 and not com- get exactly. downfield passes completed. He looked a little more like he did his freshman year. Mm. He, he completed three passes over 40 yards. And uh, actually, that's, tr- that's good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, good. I'm glad to, I, I couldn't bring myself. I couldn't. Really? I could, actually, I forgot. I was, oh, in, okay. I, was, I was down in Austin all weekend, and I, so there was no football watching. Yeah. Very disappointing. All right. Well, yeah, they, I mean, you weren't watching, but again, I hope the playoff committee was. <laughs> well, if I was part of the committee, I would have, I would have, you know, I'd be watching the DVR. Yeah, yes, you'd have, at least have to watch it. Uh, you don't even have to DVR replay. as you're part of the committee. You just call up the team and say, hey, send me a, send me a tape. <laughs> you know, there's a huge difference between finishing, let's say, 2-11 and 11 or 6-7. and seven. Ooh, uh, big time. As far as recruit, they're trying to save their future now. They've got believe, to win the remaining I games. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. They'll never get into a Power 5 conference, and they're not going to get recruits. Oh, this if killed they, them for that. If they don't at least finish almost 500 on the year. This year killed them for that. I it mean, did. Missouri's struggling, and, you know, I mean, they're whatever. They're 3-5 and five or whatever they are now, but they haven't beaten any of the SEC teams. No, and they're not so going good to. good luck. Yeah. They're not going to. 888-933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed just around the corner. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. Been talking today about um, Kevin Spacey, the indictment that has uh, gone down, a little bit of the uh, GOP tax plan, um, and uh, a lot of the Hollywood stuff with the sexual harassment, which has also included some uh, politicians like George H.W. Bush, uh, for instance, who's 93 years old and confined to a wheelchair now. So nobody seems to be immune uh, to any of this. And a lot of people, a lot of people in Hollywood and in Washington and wherever these things are going, a lot of people knew that they were going on and did nothing. They just stood idly by, including uh, actors, I believe, like Ben Affleck and uh, George Clooney and Matt Damon and all these holier-than-thou people who... Uh, just look the other way. They're supposed to be all about women's rights. And they couldn't even protect the women in their lives who are with them every day that they work with all the time. Here's how prevalent it was. Family Guy did an episode, I think think this was 10 years ago, where they uh, actually alluded to Kevin Spacey's issues. I've escaped from Kevin Spacey's basement. Help me. Help. I've escaped from Kevin Spacey's basement. Wow. Uh, wow. Uh, that seems to... I mean, you don't just throw that out, do you? You've got to have something behind that. Why would, why would you choose Kevin Spacey? 
Is it because they knew he had an affinity uh, for young guys? I, I don't know. I don't know. They were certainly never shy about talking about Michael Jackson. I love the children. I love the 12-year-old boy children. Oh! I feed the children Jesus juice, and then we have sleepovers at my house. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I remember <laughs> the interview with him when he was asked by uh, somebody on the 60 Minutes. Oh, was, uh, was it Bernard Shaw? Uh, I think. And maybe it wasn't 60. He was didn't, asked. Didn't Piers Morgan interview him? Or Yeah. Somebody? But somebody interviewed him and he said, are you telling me that uh, grown men who are 40 years old sleep in the same bed with uh, 12-year-old children who are not their own? <laughs> and do you remember his response? It was, of course. Of course. Dude, <laughs> what? That is, I thought what? that was your actual audio you were playing. You nailed that so well. That's exactly what he said, man. Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Shut up. No, uh, Michael, it, it's not of course. <laughs> and you know, I came to believe in, in Michael Jackson's case, I sort of am of the opinion he was asexual. Huh. I think he'd fill it into the LGBTQ IA, I-A and he's the A part, mm. the asexual guy. I don't know. I, you know, he was stunted in his growth, in his mature maturing process uh, as a kid because he had to go out on tour all the time <sighs> with his brothers. Uh, I think he was denied being a little kid. And so when he was able to be a little kid was when he's 35 and 40 years old. And then he wanted to have sleepovers because he never got to do that when he was 12. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Uh, So whether or not anything happened with these guys, I don't know. You know, who's the kid from Home Alone? It was uh, Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Macaulay Culkin, who said that he, you know, he, he and Michael Jackson were really good friends. And didn't he say there was nothing that happened between them? I think so. Yeah. I Although think. Macaulay Culkin doesn't seem exactly normal no. now. Mm-mm. I could be wrong. No, you're right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. This from Twitter. By the way, you can reach us uh, at Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, every person on the planet. This is from uh, TMB Jackal Q10. Every person on the planet that has ever touched another person needs to issue an apology immediately. Oh, hell, Jeff, you'll never stop apologizing, man. It's getting to that point, though. Uh, this from Michael. McNair should have said, we can't let the toddlers run the daycare. Yeah, uh, although they would have been offended by that as well, but maybe not as. Uh, and this from Kristen. Police officers put their lives on the line every day, and they don't make millions. And that's for sure. And that never seems to come up in this discussion much there's a pastor now who is an expert on millennials and he's warning that society is quote on the verge of having a generation that has completely lost the knowledge of god mike sherrard who is the director of rc college prep a high school ministry of ratio christi offered a detailed explanation of his concerns and said he doesn't believe it's all that dramatic of a statement. Seemingly no young adult has a biblical worldview anymore. They don't know who God is. 
even fundamental things about salvation and heaven and hell and things that are in the category you might argue are Christianity. They have no understanding of these things. Yeah, I think that's true. It's, it, it's, and when you have a generation of adults that are not taking kids to church and then they don't hear it at school because they can't, and then they're, they're bombarded with atheism and Marxism all the time, that's what's going to happen. He continued, and so there's a rush to catch up, and there's a lot of work, to be honest. Not to be doom and gloom, there's a lot of work to be done because we have so many young adults that do believe in God, but they have very little understanding why they even should believe in God or who this God even is, which makes them, of course, ripe for the attacks of the militant atheists when they go off to universities that offer offer them one compelling reason why they should leave behind the fairy tales of their childhood and they're ripe to be harvested in that regard. Really well put. What is Ratio Christi exactly? It's among the organizations on the front lines of the education battle. Uh, the group began a few years ago to help equip college students to withstand the attack on their faith that many have experienced on U.S. college campuses. Uh, the ministry also attempts to help young people thrive in difficult circumstances, working diligently to help high school students better prepare their hearts and minds before they enter into the university system. To me, this is why homeschooling is so important, because you got to give them that fundamental base that uh, they have solidified in them before they go out and face all the stuff that they get at school. You know, when they're six and seven and eight years old, they're they're not mature enough to defend themselves against this stuff. And so they're overwhelmed by it. Um, but this Ratio Christie is a program whereby we can equip and train adults to meet weekly with high school students, teaching them, helping them to understand the reasons why Christianity is true, why it's good for this world, because they're continually told it isn't. I mean, even... Barack Obama, what was it he said about, I wonder if I can find that, um, about the Crusades when we were talking about the, the Islamic violence. Yeah, holier than thou. Unless we get on our high horse and think this is unique to some other place, remember place. that during the Crusades and the Inquisition, Crusades, Inquisition, people committed terrible deeds in the terrible name of Christ. No, in geez. our home country, slavery country. and Jim Crow. All yeah. too often was justified no. in the name of Christ. I, 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 when was slavery justified in the name of Christ? Hold on a I second. Don't buy that for one second. I just caught something that time after hearing it, you know, probably 50 times. He just said, uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Did he just say in our home country? Not our own country. Not not here in America. He called mm. it our home country? What, I'm not he, sure. Lest we get on our high, high horse, horse and think this is... <laughs> Unique to some other place. Some other Remember place. that during the Crusades and the Inquisition, mm -hmm. people committed terrible deeds in the name of Christ. In our home country, slavery. In our home country. Control. Okay, this is a weird thing to call you. It is weird, yeah. In the name of Christ. Just saying. Yeah. That's all. I, such a weird speech pattern. And he always made sure, always made sure, that if anything was said about extremist Islam, he had to bring Christianity into it. Are you kidding me? When was slavery justified in the name of Christ? I, I'm not completely unfamiliar with that concept, if it ever was. And that was who was leading the uh, abolitionist movement, were yeah. churches. 
Yeah. And and while the Crusades, nobody's proud of them, uh, what started that? And w- <laughs> what was the reason for that? Uh, Islam was being spread violently throughout Europe and had taken over Jerusalem. And so Christians were trying to get it back. I mean, Jerusalem was a city before Islam was even a thing. So when they took it over... Uh, there naturally people wanted it back. Uh, I, you know, I guess it just, it doesn't pay to tell the truth though. And, uh, certainly not, not for the left. Um, anyway, this pastor says, because we know that the attack on Christianity today isn't just that it's unintellectual, but that it's immoral. Boy, that's for sure. That it is oppressive to women and minorities. And it robs people for life. And whereas maybe 10 years ago, it was just Christianity was intellectual or non-intellectual. It's now immoral. They really do try to sell that slop to the kids. They really do try to say that because you believe, you might believe in traditional marriage as opposed to same-sex marriage. You obviously believe that uh, a human baby should be allowed to live. And so your anti-choice of the woman and her body. That's how all that stuff is spun now. He continued, so we want to teach students that Christianity is true, why it's good, but then also how to be persuasive and effective communicators of that truth. And so that's what we're doing at College Prep. That's a really good idea. He said that apologetics, the defense of the Christian faith, is an ever-popular field. Church leaders realize that culture is rapidly changing. For sure. And if we don't do something about it, we are going to completely, totally and completely lose the kids. 888 uh, Imagine a major emergency happening in your backyard. W- what do you see yourself doing? You know, as we've seen from recent disasters, a lot of people have no choice but to just wait until help arrives from the government or from some organization. But it doesn't have to be that way. There is a much better way, and that's preparation with My Patriot Supply. Preparing is easy, especially when you use My Patriot Supply. They're America's most trusted emergency food storage provider for a reason. They provide a solid food storage product that lasts up to 25 years um, unopened. And when you do open it and you prepare it, it's really easy to prepare. Just add water, maybe warm it up, and it's delicious. They make sure that the food actually tastes good because while the old adage is, if you're hungry enough, you'll eat anything, it doesn't have to be that way. I use and depend on my Patriot Supply, and you should too. Right now, you can get your foot in the door with 102-serving food supply. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, just $99, less than a dollar per serving. So call in order now at 888 or go online and just take care of it there. Preparewithpat.com. That's preparewithpat.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
Gray is here. And so are you. And I like it that way. 888-933-93. Let's go to Sam in Oklahoma. Hey, Sam, you're on the blaze. Uh, I I taught school for uh, public school for uh, somewhere close to 15 years Mm -hmm. uh, until I finally had enough. But uh, uh, the point was, is I was going to get to this evolution thing Uh, on one page of the textbook. And you might be familiar with the textbook. It has a it has a uh, tiger on the front of it. But on one page on the one page, it states that you determine the age of a fossil by what? geological column that it is found in okay okay and we're talking about the geological column that was uh came up by came uh forth by some guy named lyle i believe way back way before there was even carbon dating even uh invented but anyway you know the jurassic the this that and all but Mm -hmm. anyway the point is on the on the next page of that same textbook it says that you determine the age of a geological column by what fossil that is found within that column, which <laughs> if you look that up, that's what's called circular reasoning. I'm sure you're familiar with that term. Yeah, yes. And, uh, and the definition is uh, it's uh, nonsense. So that's, that's kind of what's going on in the public schools and has been for years. And those textbooks have not been edited and changed. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I, I would love to, I'd love to see that because, um, that is pretty bad for a textbook to have circular logic like that. That's no proof of anything. Um, and, but you say that's before carbon dating and and now they probably use carbon dating, right? To determine the fossil age, supposedly. Uh, no, they still, uh, they still do that, uh, with the geological column thing. Really? Uh, uh, wow. that's, that's they, you know, it's like the, one of the biggest lies perpetrated on the human race is so, uh, evolution. So do you believe the Earth is, what, 7,000, 10,000 years old or something like in that range? It's, I'm not, I'm not uh, adhere to, you know, a strict 6,000 or 7,000 year thing, but I do believe what the Bible says, that God yeah. created, you know, the heavens and the earth, et cetera. Me too. You know. Me too. Uh, but you don't, I mean, you don't necessarily think that means that the earth is this, is that young. Or or do you? Uh, I wonder a, a lot. I don't, I do not yeah. believe that it's like billions of years old. You don't believe that? No, I do not. Okay. I think that is uh, a... <clears throat> That's a fallacy just, made up by science. Yeah, a fallacy, yeah. right. Yep. Appreciate it. Thanks, Sam. And that's where, you know, a lot of uh, Christians get mocked for saying that. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't really have a definitive thought one way or the other on that. If it's four billion years old, I mean, that's fine by me. We, we don't know how long Adam and Eve were in the garden, right? It doesn't say anywhere in the Bible how long they were there. Right. They could have been there for three and a half billion years. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. It'd and, be you know, a long time. Probably facial cream is probably what kept their well. That's why. Look. That's why uh, Eve decided. Okay, I'm going to get out of here to go sell facial cream. That was her decision. Is today. that what happened? Yeah, that's what happened. This thing, I tell yeah. you, she quit the garden to go sell facial cream. So oh. and it worked out pretty well. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. So, 
So I don't know. I you know I I always hear of the of Christians that say it's seven thousand or ten thousand years old, and then they're mocked by people who believe it's four point six billion years old. I don't know. I don't know. I I'm I'm really hard pressed to believe that carbon dating is super accurate, and maybe it is. I don't know. But all of this came up because. Uh, for one thing, scientists are saying that the universe shouldn't even exist. And the reasons they say that is because it's too symmetrical. It's too perfect. <laughs> there, because of the symmetry in nature, they say it shouldn't be possible. Because if you believe the Big Bang, after that happened, matter had to form. So if there were equal measures of particles and antiparticles... The universe wouldn't exist since particles and antiparticles annihilate each other on contact. Uh, is there, therefore, there has to be an imbalance between them. However, these scientists have discovered there is no imbalance. So it should have destroyed itself by now, and it hasn't. And so... Uh, do they think, well, that's because uh, God created us? That's, no, they don't. That's fascinating don't right that. there. It is fascinating. I love stories I love where that. scientists are stumped. So do <laughs> I. Good stuff. And there's so many of those stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, during the, the days of patents too, how many times did I bring up Piltdown Man? Right. <laughs> over and over and over again. Because it was accepted for 40 plus years that that was the missing link. And then it turned out to be like part sheep and and part uh, rock or something. I don't know. I, I forget what it was half and half of something. And it certainly wasn't a, a human being. But just like with all things in the news, you have to go and look for stories like this or hope you stumble upon mm-hmm. them. Whereas if it were something like scientists conclude or, you know, global warming, for example, you know, climate change, you know, those stories are just part of the mainstream newscast every evening. You know, exactly. they're, they're all over the place. But you have to go hunt for these, and these are fun ones. And here's here's another thing. They mentioned the Big Bang Theory. Even that is disputed now. Uh, back in 2014, astronomers announced a major double-barreled discovery. Using a super-sensitive microwave telescope known as BICEP-2, they had seen evidence of gravity waves that roiled the cosmos before it was a billionth of a trillionth of a second old. Before it was one billionth of a trillionth of a second old. So that was part one. Part two was that the observed gravity waves strongly confirmed the theory of cosmic inflation. That the universe went uh, into warp overdrive, expanding faster than the speed of light for the tiniest fraction of a second. Nobel level work. Uh... Provided it's true. But from the moment it was announced at a high-profile press conference, outside scientists had their doubts. There was reason to suspect, they said, that the Harvard-led team might have actually detected nothing more uh, nothing more exciting than interstellar dust in the Milky Way. <laughs> and now a paper expected to go online, and probably has since this was written, uh, puts doubts into it. But they're saying that because the universe expands differently than the than the uh, Big Bang theory suggests it should, the Big Bang theory couldn't have happened. I mean, so over and over and over again, we find these contradictions in science. Why? Because we don't know everything, 
and uh, we're not going to know everything for a while. Uh, we're never going to know everything in this life. 888 Let me tell you, though, about um, a really fun and really worthwhile activity that you can be a part of coming up. Um, in 2017, Mercury One has been active helping people in crisis, and there have been a number of crises to help people with. Worked with veterans and their families, supported Christians and, and other persecuted minority religions in the Middle East. We, something like, I don't know what the total is now, maybe ten or 15,000 families have been moved. We've assisted when homes were flooded or destroyed by hurricanes and worked with partners to fight sex slavery in the United States and around the world. Mercury One was able to commit to these projects because of the annual M1 ball and raffle fundraiser, which uh, keeps the lights, lights on at Mercury One. So you can help Mercury One continue its work in 2018 by coming to the M1 ball or, or by just purchasing a raffle ticket. The raffle prize is a 2017 GMC Canyon pickup truck. It's a, it's a beautiful truck. Nice. Tickets are 100 bucks each. 7,000 tickets are still available. And you can enter more than once. The drawing will occur during Mercury One's annual gala fundraising event, M1 Ball, American Cowboy, Saturday, November 18th. You don't need to be present in order to win. For more information, visit mercuryone.org slash m1ball. That's the 2017 M1 Ball, American Cowboy, November 18th, here in Dallas. Uh, our friend Aaron Watson will be performing. Excellent. I love that guy. So good. Really good guy. He's uh, He is a country artist who does not have a record label. Yeah, and you collaborated with him, I believe. Collaborated with him on a <laughs> song, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a, a brilliant song. <laughs> right. And so he'll be performing at the ball, and it's going to be a lot of fun, and we'll see you there. We'll, of course, be there, and you can uh, purchase a, a table with me there, or you purchase a table with me not there, whatever you prefer. Tickets and information are available at mercuryone.org slash m1ball. That's mercuryone.org slash m1ball. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. If you're not watching the World Series, you're missing out. This is one of the great series maybe there's ever been. No, uh, 1991. Sorry. Well, it's because you're stupid. No. Atlanta Braves. Yeah, they were in it. They lost in seven to the Twins. That was the greatest World Series of all time. Six of the seven games decided by one run. Yeah, I don't care about that. Okay, one. very well. I care about this one, uh, and it's one of the greatest of all time. All right? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh <laughs> Incredible game last night, 13-12 to 12 yeah. in 10 innings. Astros over the uh, Dodgers. Just uh, 
on a night when two tremendous pitchers were just shelled by superior hitting. Just pretty amazing. And so it picks up again tomorrow in Los Angeles with the Astros up three games to two. Uh, meanwhile, we've been talking about uh, some of these issues with science where the CERN scientists are a little confused right now because, frankly, the universe shouldn't exist. It's just too perfect. Pretty amazing uh, when you look at it. And then you think of biblical verses that all things testify of God, and it's really true. When you, when you look around and you look at the heavens and, and you see the way everything operates, and uh, it's, you, you can't imagine, at least I can't imagine that there's not a creator who is responsible for all of it. Uh, 888-933-93. Let's go to Mike in North Carolina. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat, how you doing? Doing good. Hey, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about the uh, whole evolution issue. I had an opportunity when uh, my wife and I have five kids, and we homeschooled all of them uh, all the way up and through uh, up through the tenth grade in high school. And we taught both creation and evolution, and because we wanted them to be able to basically know what they were going to experience when they hit, finally hit public schools. Right. And my son asked me, he said, "Well, how come they call evolution a theory?" And I said, well, that's because they haven't proved it yet, so it's just what uh, basically the scientists believe. And they said, well, then how can they call themselves scientists if they just believe it if they don't know it's true? And I said, well, basically science is uh, it's invented by man. It is of a man's mind. And God gave men dominion over the earth, so therefore they wanted to learn what they had uh, dominion over, and man twisted it and decided to become like most men do, and uh, wanted to make it something to show off how they were the greatest thing on this planet, and in essence, it was humanism, they were God. Right. Uh, and uh, I told him, I said, well, it's really, it's very simple, what you have to look at is, all science can do, God said, man cannot understand some of the mysteries of my creation. And... He said, well, then how do we know that uh, God created the world? I said, because we, we believe in the Bible, and therefore we have faith that the Bible is true, so that's what we uh, anchor ourselves in. And, he said, and I told him, basically, I said, nothing, you know, humanism is a way of to try to remove God from creation. And therefore, science is a, a, an effect of that, and all science can do, no matter how hard it tries, is find the mechanisms that God used to create his creation. So therefore, they'll never be able to understand it. Yeah. And he said, well, that makes more sense to me, and I'm just going to go with that. <laughs> That's great. I mean, I appreciate appreciate the call. Thanks, Mike. I We did similar things when we homeschooled, too. We taught both. We, we taught them creationism as, as well as evolution. And then you kind of let them decide. Kind of let them figure it out and work it through. And they, in every case so far, have come to the, I think, right conclusion. So in school, however, in public school, they're, they're not confident enough uh, to teach them side by side. Um, I don't think they, they believe that, the, that evolution will hold up to creationism. And so creationism just can't be taught, or as they call it now, um, what is it? It's um, something designed. Intelligent design. Intelligent design. Yeah. Yeah, intelligent design. And they, they refuse to teach that in school. They won't do it. 
And maybe in Texas, some places, I, I don't know. I don't even, because I think it seems that I've heard teachers tell me in the past that their school does in fact, but I, mm. I have never seen it. The one good thing in Texas you have working for you in public schools is that David Barton is so heavily involved in the education curriculum. Yeah. That's uh, quite helpful. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. 888-933-93. Uh, let's go to Derek in Florida. Hey, Derek, you're on the blaze. Hey, guys. Hey, guys, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, something, uh, I, I'm a big creation versus evolution person. I've researched a lot. I'm not a scientist, but I've researched a lot just to be able to defend myself because I do believe in the Bible. I do believe the world, the world is about 7,000 years old. Um, something mm-hmm. I discovered through researching stuff uh, mm-hmm. is something called a KT boundary. You can, you can look up KT boundary and find it very easily. It's K for uh, crustaceous, T for tertiary. And scientists in South America discovered it and said, Eureka, we found the, uh, the reason that the dinosaurs went extinct. It, there was a big meteor that hit and left this layer of uh, clay with iridium, heavy in, ir- in iridium. And it, it okay. covered apparently the, apparently the whole Earth. And they started talking about their discovery. And, and then um, scientists in India said, hey, wait, we found the same exact thing over here in India and in Africa. And it wasn't a meteor. It was a volcano. It was all of the volcanoes on the Earth at one time were erupting, blowing uh, radiation into the air and causing this layer of ash and dirt that would have landed. Same thing would have possibly happened if they believe a meteor did it. And it created this mm. layer of iridium and it wiped out the dinosaurs. I don't really care what it was. I mean, I, I'm, mm-hmm. my theory is that it's, it's actually the global flood. But no matter what it was, your carbon dating process and your phosphorus dating, carbon is for things that once were living, phosphorus is for things that are rock. Both those dating processes can be thrown out the window if something like that ever happened, and apparently there's proof that it did. Okay, so you're saying that the, the event that caused the extinction of dinosaurs messed up the carbon dating, uh, the ability of carbon dating to show an accurate a- age for anything? Correct. If there was atomic radiation floating through the air that caused this layer of dirt called the KT boundary, it would have sped up the evaporation of molecules from carbon and phosphorus. They both would they would have been thrown through a ringer. You can't recreate it and say, how would that really date? We yeah. can't recreate it because we can't cover the earth with whatever did this. That's really interesting. So, so your th- if you, if Genesis, Genesis 711 says the um for the great flood it says the uh all the fountains of the great deep were broken up if that in the world was transformed yeah if that happened if that ha- if that happened I'm, I'm trying to be devil's advocate here mm-hmm. if that happened lava would have flown we would have had you know molten lava underneath of a flood and that really would screw up any measurement of time <laughs> whatever was buried underneath of that which probably was the dinosaurs uh would have just screwed up our entire any anybody's time measurement from that point because we can't even recreate that to see how that would uh, affect uh, carbon disappearing from something that was once living or phosphorus disappearing from something that was just rock. So what what is your theory then of when the dinosaurs existed? Are you saying that they existed at the same time as humans did and were yeah, wiped out by the flood? Yes, Job lists two dinosaurs. Uh, they weren't dinosaurs, they were dragons. The dra- word dragons mentioned in the Bible many, many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Job, Job lists two dinosaurs in his book uh, where God was trying to show him his great uh, creation, uh, the Leviathan and the uh, behemoth. 
they were huge. The evolutionists say the behemoth was a, uh, was a hippo, but he had a tail that swung like a cedar. Uh, the Leviathan they compared to a crocodile or an alligator, but it was much bigger, and it blew coals of fire. That's really interesting. I, I don't know that I've ever heard the theory that they they coexisted at the same time as as man did. Uh, they had to. They had they had to because God created everything in the first group of days. In seven days, everything was created. Yeah, right. But I, I, and I, I and I've I always assumed I it might. When I say this, I well, no, I, you, not by me. I I no no, but you know of, what I mean. Yes. But I kind of assumed it was maybe maybe dinosaurs existed while Adam and Eve were in the garden. Um, oh no, they they did. I agree. They yeah, were there. Yeah, and but they didn't get wiped out. You think until the flood? I think some of them probably made it after the flood, and we find certain uh, remnants of ones that aren't that old. Um, I do believe they existed after that, but the world was transformed in such a way that they couldn't survive. Our, our oil our oil and um, coal and gas wells are proof that there was a heavily vegetated earth that got buried at one time all of our, our um, all of our, our well resources are, sh- are proof that something transformed and really buried a whole bunch of stuff and killed it off to make uh, our you know yeah oil and coal and things like that um, it was probably heavier vegetative land and the dinosaurs couldn't live off of that afterwards that's my thought the bible doesn't say that but it's just what i'm thinking happened um you know everything was collected and brought into the ark and people assume that means they were full size they could have been babies if god gave me the ability to bring two of every single kind on the ark uh they could have been little babies oh definitely them on theirs oh yeah 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 i i you must get all kinds of flack from you know people who consider themselves uh educated people who think that they you know uh they are scientists or do you, do you ever talk to uh, people from education and they scoff at this? Oh yeah. They kill. Yeah. They kill me. They yeah. actually try to kill me. And I mean, one of my, I asked him something happened in 1980 it was called uh, the eruption of Mount St. Helen. I, I love studying this volcanic stuff. Brand new rock that never existed in the, in the earth's atmosphere before was buried underneath Mount St. Helen. Okay. Mm-hmm. It gets erupted out, erupted out into the uh, earth's atmosphere. At that point, the phosphorus dating process should start, right? Yep. Except they picked up these rocks and they found out they're millions of years old. They just came out of Mount St. Helen, but they're millions of years old. More importantly, one is one foot away from another one, and they're millions of years apart in their phosphorus dating process. But they just came out of the same mountain. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's fa- it's, I mean, a, it's a fascinating discussion. It, it really is. Uh, but pre- like you guys say, every time there's an answer that is wrong in another way about another answer, they always say, oh, well, I could explain that easily. Well, you just contradicted everything else you, your evolution says, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Appreciate it's frustrating. it. Thanks. Very frustrating. Thanks, Thanks Derek. It is, it is frustrating. And, and when you homeschool, uh, you, you just, you're subjected to a lot of nonsense from people who don't, who don't buy homeschooling. Uh, because you guys homeschool too, right? Yeah, and I could care less what people say about me. Yeah, I don't me. care either. You know, it's like at the end of the day, I've got my kids under my wings, and I make sure that they learn good information, and they're not getting brainwashed. They're yeah. learning how to critically think through issues. Mm-hmm. And and what I my favorite thing is, well, what about their socialization? Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're staying away from the drugs and the <laughs> sex and the 
and the parties at school. That's exactly, that's one of the main things I, I want them to avoid right. is that socialization because they get it at church. They get it at, in, in extracurricular activities, a dance class or yes, I, baseball. My or kids are just as kids busy in the neighborhood. Yes. as kids in public schools. Absolutely. And there are homeschool groups and co-ops now. And they're, yeah, they're so quite great. large. It's not like you mm-hmm. and one other neighbor down, you know, the other side of town with their kids that are getting together. It's, it's not whole, like that anymore. No, absolutely not. So yeah. save it. Plenty, plenty of support for homeschoolers. You know, if, if you've ever thought about it and you just think, yeah, I can't do that. There's all kinds of support. And you just just Google it in your area and um, and find somebody who's a homeschooler because they love nothing more than to talk about homeschooling. And don't give up early. I think the greatest advice that Jackie gave to Carrie when we started was at first, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be hard, yeah. Absolutely. But you're going to find your niche and each kid is individual. And the great mm-hmm. thing is, A, they're your kids, so you know them. And and B, you don't have to have a one-size-fits-all. You can tailor it for all of your individual kids. And uh, I just loved that Jackie uh, told us that more than anything is don't get discouraged because early on you're going to just stick with it and you will get a system. Yeah. Yeah, I like that girl. She's pretty smart. Pretty good. Um, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, man. Uh, just a quick aside here. We had tweeted to us at Pat Unleashed, mm-hmm. or Pat Gray Unleashed, which is it? It's Pat Unleashed. Pat Unleashed. And we got a great tweet from Nate Miller. Uh, and Nate has once again texted me the bottom 15 teams in the country. Woo! The worst 15 collegiate uh, teams, football teams in the nation. BYU last week. Was number one twenty one, but this week, yeah, we're all the way up to a hundred and eighteen. BYU is one eighteen. Brigham Young is hundred and eighteen. We moved up three whole places now. We suck a little less. So we're pretty excited about that. It's uh, it's not bad. We suck a little less. Suck a little less. Uh, that's a moved good motto, right? Three there. spots. We suck a little less. Wow. Now, that may change. <laughs> that may change. Will we play Fresno State this weekend? We'll have to see. Ooh. 888-933-93 <laughs> is our number. Uh, somehow we got on. Well, I know exactly how we got into this uh, uh-huh. subject because scientists are trying to figure out how we exist at all. How does the universe exist? It's too perfect, so it should not exist. It's symmetrical. Yes, there's too much symmetry. And... With the way they believe the universe began with the Big Bang, uh, they said that the, the particles and antiparticles are created, and those tend to annihilate each other on contact. So there should have to be uh, a huge disparity somewhere between the anti and, and, the, and the particles. But there isn't. Um, they're symmetrical. So that should that should cause us to... Uh, be destroyed, but it doesn't. And uh, hmm. they don't. They don't 
obviously come to this conclusion, but obviously there's a creator who put things in order and uh, and keeps things in order. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Heather in North Carolina. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey, hey, Keith. Um, hey. My daughter. I have a grown daughter with a husband and kids, and he cannot go to the pumpkin patch with his son tomorrow because of his background. But they don't do background checks on teachers. And they don't do drug tests on teachers in the state. But because he did something when he was 17, he's now 30-something, he's not allowed to go to the to the school thing with his son, who just started kindergarten this year. Wow. And how do we change that? It, I can't afford – we can't afford private school. We um, – mm-hmm. We may be able to homeschool them. I don't know. You've given me a little encouragement today, but I, I just don't even understand how to deal with the craziness that is Hillsborough, North Carolina. Yeah, and and the, the the problem is, Heather, it's not just Hillsborough, North Carolina. It's all over the country. Um, thanks for the call. It, it's It's really hard, and we came to the conclusion when we lived in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, that the only answer for us was homeschooling. And so until you come to the conclusion that, okay, we're going to try this, and uh, it might be tough at first. In fact, it's going to be hard at first. Uh, we're going to stick with it, and we're going to see what happens. And we looked into it. By we, I, by, I mean my wife looked into it a lot before she actually took it upon herself. But for about a year, she was obsessed with learning all she could mm. about homeschool. And so by the time we started doing it, she was absolutely committed to it and um, was great at it, even though, again, it's still hard. That doesn't, that doesn't yeah. mean it's not going to be tough, because it is. And don't doubt yourself either. In yeah. no time at all, you will be confident in putting your kid up against any public school educated kid. Yeah, and they'll be better educated. Absolutely. Um, because you'll, you have almost one-on-one, depending on how many kids you have. It might be one-on-five, but uh, it's better than one-on-thirty. Mm-hmm. or one in 40, um, and you love your children, yeah. the teachers don't even know them. Who cares about your kids' education more than you? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Nate, is this the same Nate in New Mexico that just that just this is tweeted? Nate from New Mexico. That you just tweeted the bottom uh, 15 or so. <laughs> Thank you, you Nate. You're so welcome for that, Wow, that's, I mean, are... that was it's really thoughtful. <laughs> Thank you. You're you're so welcome. I I uh, I knew you would appreciate the fact that they had moved up three after their big uh, one and seven showdown. Did, did with, you, I don't uh, know if you saw it, Nate, but they dominated San Jose State. They I dominated the them. Four. I was I wasn't able to watch any of the game. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm I'm a fan of the only good team in Utah, so I, I usually avoid the BYU games okay. uh, as much as I can. But and now, uh, you know, excuse you me, do? are you trying to tell me that the Utes are the only good team in Utah? Uh, Is that I'm what you're trying to say? I'm not trying to tell you. Oh, I'm not my. trying, Pat. I am. I am actually <laughs> telling you that. That is a sad, sad statement and a totally untrue Man, I, one. I, I, I can't. I can't say too much. Our season's been pretty pathetic as well. It has. Uh, I, you only beat yeah, us by we, six. That's not much right. to brag about. 
It's really not. When yeah. you guys are clear down at 118, there's not <laughs> yes. a lot that that does for us in yes. our rankings. Utah, by the way, uh, Utah on my system comes in, I think, somewhere in the 60s this week. 60s? So, uh, yeah, or no, yeah. 81. Our, excuse me, our loss to Oregon drops us to 81 this week. So we're wow. Not, I, there's nothing I can really brag about either. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, what are yeah. you going to do? I wouldn't what are you going to do? Utah, though, so. All right. Uh, thanks a lot, Nate. Appreciate it. Thanks for uh, keeping me updated on the worst teams in college football. Yeah, but and still, where they all rank. you got a long way to go before you fall down to Coastal Carolina at 128. I mean, a long way. The like, last two, because I think there's 130 teams. And oh, the last, the last two are cut off here on our mm. list. And I, I'm guessing San Jose State is one of them after just taking the pounding they did. And they're one and eight. Oh yeah, you're right. San Jose State's one twenty nine. Georgia Southern checking in at the very bottom of the barrel at one hundred and thirty. And here's the good news: mm. uh, BYU has one more team in the bottom in the bottom fifteen teams uh, to play this year. Yeah, and that's UMass. UMass. UMass is not good. So you might. Okay. Do you think, knowing your schedule that's left, okay, mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. you think that in this any M index from Nate? You're going to end up in double digits, 99 or above. Hmm? Mm, probably not. A lot of winnable games on that schedule, man. I know. Well, I'm worried about this weekend, obviously, with Fresno State, yeah. who seems to be fairly good this year. I mean, if we could pull that off, then I think we could win out. Because I don't think Hawaii is very good either. Mm-mm. And we play Hawaii last game of, of the season. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We're, we're number 59, by the way, at University of Nebraska, according to the Nate Index here. What did they do this weekend? Uh, they won a miracle comeback, which I can't believe the phrase is coming out of my mouth, but they won 25 to 24 on the road at Purdue. Oh, Purdue's not that bad. Yeah. So, uh, well, I don't want to hear you comparing uh, Nebraska hmm? to BYU anymore this year. They're nowhere near as bad. And they're four and four. So, nowhere near as bad. Okay. Okay. So, here you go. Do you think that they will be bowl eligible? What is it? Six wins? You need six wins. Nebraska? Probably. Yeah. So, they're four and four. They got Northwestern. Okay. Mm-hmm. At Minnesota. Okay. So mm-hmm. They're going to win one of those. Mm-hmm. All right. So it'll be five and five. Then they'll be <clears throat> at Penn State. Oh, that's a, wow. They're going to be destroyed. Destroyed on national TV. And then Iowa the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, probably lose to them too. as well. So yeah, I'm thinking it's a tough one. Five wins. It's a bad season. So it's yes. just a bad, bad, bad. Let's just mean, cancel, football. cancel college football. This All year. of it. Football, NFL, college. Yeah, I know. Even fantasy high school. football. I said a couple of weeks ago I had to oh, go no. clear back to my oh, my no. alma mater high school. And now they've lost uh, <gasps> four of their last five. Oh, no. You jinxed them by getting on board, man. You should have checked in. You should have just waited until January and checked in. Yeah, I know. And look what happened. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. 888 would be the number to use then, and uh, we'll talk to you then here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.